And we're back on another episode of Think on That. This is the Everything and Anything podcast. I'm Matt Giddy. I'm Alex. And we have uh, a, two guests today, one new and one return guest. We have Mariah. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. Thanks for coming in. And we have Carly, the cousin that was spoken about in the last episode. Yeah, Carly? thank you for having me. I'm of excited. Course. Welcome. So, Carly, you're a holistic... I'm a holistic practitioner. Holistic yes. practitioner. Certified. Certified, certified, certified holistic practitioner. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is it. This it's is legit. It. Yeah. I brought the science, okay? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> brought the science, so back it up. Yeah. Last time, we got into some pretty good stuff. We got into a lot of stuff, but obviously the greater context was food and water. Yeah. Right? So I kind of think that's the direction we're going to lean in today. Oh, yeah. I love it. Let's do it's it. Right? Topic. And, yeah. and you both look ready to yeah. go. Yeah. You were saying before we went hot on the mics that you have a chicken that you removed the tumor out of? Yes. So we actually thought it was a tumor because it was growing quick and it was just this weird mass on the side of her neck. Like a cyst? Kind of, but it wasn't like, it was solid. It wasn't like we tried to cut into it and nothing would come out. It was like this solid mass. Yeah. And we actually spent a lot of money getting it removed and it came back. So we're like, it has to be like a tumor. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. So my mom and I, we took her in and I had like my boyfriend holding her down. <laughs> we gave her like a few sedatives so that she wouldn't feel anything. And we put like numbing cream and then we just started cutting her open and I ended up finding like a chunk terrifying. of metal bef- like behind the mass in her neck. Oh my God. Yeah, it was, I Murder guess, metal scene, from the everywhere. chicken fence. <laughs> no, you were there was. as well? No, I wasn't. It you was. We had, like, packs of gauze. Like, I don't know how a chicken could let that much blood go. Like, when we were cleaning her chickens, like, for meat, yeah. they didn't even have as much blood as she lost. Like, it was insane. Wow. And she's and little. Like, she's a, just she's a little... little. Yeah. Wow. What kind of chicken is it? She's a leg bar. So she produces blue eggs. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. But it ended up being fine. We stitched her back up. I removed the chunk of metal and probably a third of the mass. And Was it like a shard of metal it or was, something? Yeah. So it was from the like a chicken wire fence. It was oh. the snippings from like the end of it. And mm-hmm. I guess one got lost and, you know, chickens just eating whatever they, they eat. Everything. They eat right. everything. They eat everything. And it just must have got lodged in and a mass grew around it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Performed life saving surgery. Yes. Seriously. Who's yeah. next? Anybody? Anyone? Yeah, you need yeah. a surgery, you know. She's a Do you still, so the chicken's doing a lot. It's alive. She's and alive. Well She's good. We've been getting eggs every day. Wow. She actually, funny enough, laid an egg the same day of the surgery. Like we finished in like an hour later. And they have later. to be comfortable to lay eggs. Yeah. Like if, yeah. They're, yeah. if they're uncomfortable, they won't lay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you so got her right back into the The same day, nice. next day, we thought maybe it was just like in, the, I guess, the process. Yeah. And that's why she laid that day. We're like, right. she'll probably stop for a bit out of like trauma or whatever. And no, she just kept going. That's oh it. my god! How old are She's not even a year. But the wow. place that they got their chickens from, there's like a breeder, yeah. and yeah. they're terrible. They're they have so, genetic mutations. Yeah. Like they have like so many issues, issues and stuff like inbreeding that. issues, mm-hmm. vaccine issues. Like when you're pumping them full of vaccines as day olds, yeah. they get a lot of issues. We had a grow. lot die from the vaccines. I um, bought ten. I got ten day olds. Mm. Half of them died within the first couple of days. And mm-hmm. she's like, "It's normal, you know. It's just what happens." But, but it's is not. It? No, because she hatched me a bunch of eggs, and they yeah. all lived. All of them. Really? I have an incubator, healthy, healthy. and I yeah. hatched the eggs, and they turned out to be the most solid, Never had amazing with no. her. With her. So chicken. I have a question then for your your like living situation. Yes. Because I feel like a lot of people ask the question when it comes to chickens. There are rules in certain towns and stuff. Yeah. You can't have them. What, what, like, what sort of area are you living in? Are so we're in? like East Gwillimbury and we back onto the forest. But I'm so, in Aurora oh, and I yeah. have one too. Right. You're allowed it in Aurora, right? 
you're allowed like three or four hens, no roosters, yeah. no turkeys. Right. We have turkeys. We just got rid of our rooster, but and we've got <laughs> ten chickens. <laughs> well, at my other place in Aurora, we weren't allowed chickens, and yeah. I had our neighbor was a nosy, nosy guy, and he would call the town on us for having chickens there. What a loser! And I know. He's, yeah, he's and I was like, they're quiet. On. They're hens. Like they don't bug anyone. They eat your bugs. You're welcome. They're not even on his property. I'm like, bring them eggs. Know. Like, yeah. Like, if it was it a rooster was, waking them up every morning, I get that. One, but yeah. they weren't. Yeah. They were just little, and they weren't even old enough to be laying yet. They were just tiny little things running around, and he just couldn't mind his business. And like, but I he was like that with everything. Too many cars in the driveway. He would call the town. Yeah, too many cars, too many cars in the driveway. driveway. Like, well, it was creepy. Like, we would be about? like young, and we'd be like watering the trees in the front. He's out the window, like staring at us. And then we got called. He called the cops on us one time for too many cars in the driveway. And the cop, like the officer, came to the door, and he was like, oh, "Well, I feel really dumb being here right now." Like, yeah, the, even the guy was like, "Yeah." I just have to come because I, it's my job. Like, yeah, I have he's to like, show up. But stupid. I'm sorry, what's the danger in too many cars in a no, driveway? No, it's nothing. It, this guy sounds like the guy who no, would but be like, like, why, why would the cops even show up to that? Yeah, they have to. Any call yeah. they for make, what? They it's like to. a wellness kind of yeah. check. You they just know. have to I, make I, I, sure I that, like, you never like, know what's going on yeah. when a call comes yeah. in. You never know. I guess so. Some people code, right? Like, in emergencies, they can't say, they have to go and check. They have to. Right, no, it makes sense. Okay. Exactly. So, how big is your backyard then? Is this um, like a regular, back, like a fenced-in backyard? No. So we're just right on the forest. Wow. Like, uh, but your actual property line isn't like enormous. No. Like our our property's not, I don't know the exact size, but right. in the back it looks big because we don't have the fence, but we just Actually, let them roam the whole forest. Size. Oh, they, okay. So, so I was going to ask, like, do you have them in a coop or so do you let them kind of free range? range right, but right. we had a fox attack, take out four. So now we had to pen so in an area in the forest. But when I'm have? outside... How, how many, many yeah. do we have or how many do we like how many have now oh, six now six now yeah, and then four died during the what would you like to be at like what's your like good this number? is perfect for me i had 12 yeah. at one point and it was awesome but it was a it's lot, lot of clean more cleanup up, like, like it's yeah. also a lot more of eggs food. every day yeah we yes. right now we have like nine layers and we're getting like six to eight eggs yeah. a day a day like we go we have so many fucking and eggs. i don't even Are you like giving eggs. them away yeah. like, selling we give them, them away yeah. we store them like we, yeah yeah, yeah. picking some up i know honestly. Yeah. i should have brought over. you some like i was thinking about it as soon this as i got here this is a podcast here. damn it we, <laughs> we now expect to get <laughs> gifts, <you> gifts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's funny so okay so is it just chickens or, or do you have who said i've got turkeys you've got turkeys that's right in aurora right they're so cute are they are they hens or they're hens yeah males will like kill your hens your chicken hens really really yeah males are super aggressive i guess because of like competition for resource or and they're huge they yeah they are they're massive. really big remember yeah hit, phil hit one with barbara yeah with <laughs> <laughs> his minivan phil do you remember phil no big yeah yes, yes, oh, right? yes, yes. yes. I remember so phil. he used yes. to drive this like ghetto ass minivan and one day he was driving on bloomington in aurora and he smoked that wild turkey Did it came up out his car boom. yeah like, his windshield they're, they're <laughs> huge. he got home and there's like feather, feathers in the grill and stuff. <laughs> yeah. no that's smoked sad. it that's smoked a sad it. going 80 sad. kilometers an hour that's that's terrible. Smoked turkey dinner. Just turkey turkey dinner. I mean, yeah. didn't even take it home. I would have brought that. Uh, like, uh, what a waste. Okay. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah. But um, with the chickens, so what do you what do you have to do to keep them safe from like not pred- predation because whatever yeah. predators are you can deal with everything. Them however, loves right? chicken. Everything, right? <laughs> like, but what about like pests and stuff? 
like 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 mites and yeah stuff parasites like small, stuff. Oh, small yeah. bugs and even infections and stuff like do you have to deal with like a lot yes of yeah really? for sure yeah you have mm-hmm. to make sure that they have a clean coop they have somewhere to dust bathe because that's how they clean themselves right. and then you add things like diatomaceous earth which is like a i've seen, I've seen yeah. Yeah. Like that. i put mm-hmm. charcoal from the fire in there too like the ashes activated charcoal they call it i think yeah. Right. Yeah. even just from your fire just like how the fire makes sure it's clean stuff and then sprinkle it out and it'll keep some bugs off of them um yeah. yeah, I use that uh, diatomaceous earth and then mix herbs in sometimes and a if little bit like a sand and that's what they bathe in. And Yeah. If they have parasites though, because I know that you went through one that like had an issue. Yeah. They used um, ivermectin. Couple I, rounds of yeah. ivermectin. Yeah, you know ivermectin. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ivermectin. I have yeah. no idea what that is. You don't know what that is. No. Come on, Matt. Because of the COVID stuff, Do you, know you know don't what know what ivermectin is. No. What? <laughs> what is We're it? We're on opposite sides of the yeah. world. Right no, I know. Now. Like, I know. This is such a Teach us. Enlighten us. That's what I heard. TikTok. She was saying. What did you say was on your TikTok? That video. A rooster flew off of a condo building. She's like, did you see that video? You saw it, right? I'm like, no. It was like viral on my side of TikTok. Yeah. You saw the video. I saw the video. My my TikTok or I don't have TikTok my Instagram is full of TikTok reels that are all farm life that's it oh, yeah. like all farm life um, Ivermectin is it's more of a prescription drug but it was used to treat people with um, COVID so it, okay. it was used to help alleviate the symptoms prevent mm. them from getting it am I explaining that right yeah it's also used as like an anti-parasitic as well and they use it in horses specifically but we kind of just used it for the chicken and Ask around. it worked. Yeah. People will Is it, is it expensive? Uh, yes and no. Like, it's pretty expensive for what it is, but it's reasonably it priced. It also went very viral yeah. when COVID was right, Like, it's right, not unaffordable, but it's just not. To get now. It's not that cheap, but it, you, it's like 30 bucks for a pack, which is. What's the delivery delivery mechanism? It's is a it pill. Like, it's a pill? Well, I have a, eat it, just a gel yeah. form. Uh, gel? Yeah. yeah, you can get them in yeah. different forms. But okay, for okay. people, right. it's usually just a pill. And then for the chickens, it's gel. And you're, are you rubbing it on like an infected area? Are you putting no, it so I would put they it on a piece it. of bread and they uh, would eat that. Mm. We got the gel. It was like a horse and it came in like this tube and it was meant for horses. And we yeah. just had to like do the conversion for the body weight mm-hmm. and gave it to the chickens. So we had to like weigh them all and put up. So we actually treated the whole flock. You can't oh, eat the eggs because they're expelling parasites. They're like detoxing right. so Makes much. Sense. Yeah. Makes but sense. I also put like CD, like chlorine dioxide in their water and I put apple cider vinegar in their water. And cayenne I just, pepper. Cayenne pepper. I, really they don't have right. like the same spice receptors that we have so they eat like chili peppers, cayenne peppers and it doesn't phase them but nice. it helps crazy. clean them out. Nice. So okay, I nice. like, yeah, so we have like constant things going through. We have like herbs that we put in the coop Garlic, that they love eating. Yeah. I give them like Honestly, these chickens are spoiled. Like I fry Nobody eggs treats for them. Their chickens, like, like Carly treats shells. her chickens. Yeah. Like, we ferment their food. Like, they are spoiled <laughs> chickens. They eat better than I do. There's mornings Seriously. I don't make breakfast for myself, but I'm scrambling them eggs. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. So I've heard like a lot of chicken owners, like as I watch a lot of videos yeah. about farmsteading and hey, homesteading, because yeah. that's my thing. And that's your thing. That's my thing. I want it. Yeah, that's what I want to do. It's like our plan is to. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. People make a little community. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we're literally. There. We're there. Exactly. People say it sounds like a cult, but I'm like, mm. no, no. It's is, kind it, of a is cult. it more culty than everybody going to the grocery store and eating garbage yeah. all the time? Thank is you. it more culty than that? Thank like, you. Oh, come on, you know that's what I mean? it's normal though. It's normal. I keep saying I'm it. moving to an island, and that's it. Like <laughs> I'm just moving to an island, growing everything there, having a bunch of cows, and everything can just roam free because they can't swim away. Like, well, they can but they can't swim away. Yeah. <laughs> you just roam free, you live life. So my question then, for the both of you, mm-hmm. who've got chickens in Canada, in Ontario, yeah. you've gone through winters, a winter with your chickens, right? Respectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've seen 
tons of stuff. A, being like, you need to be anal about getting up and getting your eggs because they'll freeze. Yeah, they do. And then also, like, how hardy are chickens in our very, very aggressive winters? Dependent on the breeds. Yeah. So I yeah. have a few that are really good winter hardy birds. Me too. Yeah. They'll but be they don't do so rain, well in our snow, summer. Whatever. Yeah. And I have some that are more... Um, well, they're skinny. They're not as yeah, and yeah. they're not the best for the winter, but they're great in the summer. So, so it's that hard mix that you got to kind of find. What do you do with the 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 less hardy birds in the winter? Do they just stay I know, outside? It's just like, an just overall. You just do it for everything. So I let them go out. They don't yeah. like the snow. So ours they, are weird. Some chickens to go do. out, or yeah. they'll choose to stay in. Right, right. but, but I do like option. deep litter. So we put like almost a foot of straw, and every so often mm. you add yeah, more. You I've add this. more. What is it called? Insulation. It's just a straw deep, that you can deep litter. Deep litter. Yeah. And then I had a heater underneath their water source in the coop because their water would freeze. Yeah, that's another problem. If there's a power outage, we have to make sure we're on it. And yes, the eggs do freeze. Yeah. So you mm. have to make sure you're getting them like right constantly. in the morning right? yeah. and if you put cayenne in the water too it helps them like keep their body warm mm-hmm. and it, they don't really? get affected like i said about the cayenne like you put in their feed and it helps keep them warm and they hate winters though yeah like yeah. they're not happy yeah. like you can tell they don't yeah. lay as much i was gonna they're, say their their egg laying goes mm-hmm. like way yeah, down right way down percentage wise what do you what would you say roughly i'd say at least 50 percent really yeah. almost more but we substitute light too. yeah, yeah we that's ha- true you have to it substitute light because that's how their egg production works so do you have lights in your coops now yeah it's like right. electrical I use Christmas lights and I take oh, them do down yeah I string that's so them cute. through and uh, that's what I use for lights and it was on a timer but I didn't a lot of people put their timer like really early in the morning to go late at night so they keep eggs but I was yeah. like they need to sleep so we did yeah. like 9am to like 5pm so it was just so bright time, out so on those cloudy days they didn't get like it wasn't dark and gloomy so you're kind of like there. in the business of like giving them a break in the winter yeah. and then their yeah, egg production well, ramps they're, up they're more of my pets I don't eat eggs so they're more of my pets but so I didn't care about the So what, what do you do with the eggs? I, I give them away. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. My boyfriend Hatches eats them all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, I just, I'm not a fan of eggs. So I just always... Do your family really? members eat them? Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you got like egg eaters all around. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, oh, on egg eaters. Do you know about like chicken egg chicken eaters? Chicken egg eaters? Do you I have, have any? One. You do? Yeah, but it stopped. Oh. It, which is like... It doesn't happen very often. Yeah, they like stop. you should like, say yeah. that. They say it. that you have to like kill the bird, yeah. but all of them. They if you get like the ceramic, like the fake eggs, and you leave them in the box, get, and they go to peck them, yeah. they hurt themselves. So then eventually they, they stop. Or fill it with mustard. Right. Or right? yeah, aren't you saying like something? I I read that somewhere, that but don't I don't like. actually know if that works. Mustard, like mustard seed? No, no, like actual mustard. If you crack open an egg and fill it, flip it over, and they start pecking at it and get to it. They hate it and they'll just never. And they'll do it avoid again. like the yellow. <laughs> the tip. I've mustard. never heard those tips. I know. I, I've seen yeah. so many videos on like egg or, or chicken rearing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, once you have an egg eater, you got to no. eat it. You got to kill it. You no. got to eat it. I'm like, yeah. what's really? There's so many different <laughs> hacks so that owning chickens <laughs> that yeah. you need to know. Like now, honestly, if I see a bird, I'm like, I know exactly what's wrong. You have water belly or you're egg bound or you have bumblefoot. Like I can literally look at a bird by the way it's walking and know. Wow. Kind just like because plants. we yeah, yeah. Like discoloration on a yeah. leaf or whatever and like, my Facebook is like you. full of like chicken and homestead groups so everyone's yeah. like what's wrong with my chicken and everyone oh, will go in the so comments helpful. and tell you what's what's mm-hmm. up and start following these yeah no yeah. and I ended up learning chickens? backyard chickens what and that? I ended up learning so much about the health of my chickens because people would be like oh my chicken like has like yellow diarrhea what is this and yeah. I'm like oh I that looks the same and he's like the tail is down and the comb is like not bright red anymore and you're just like okay like it could be like a parasitic infection or it could be this and you're going through the comments yeah. and you just, you just see all these picture such video. great people post things mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. different health things that we didn't even know about and then eventually you just learn it helped us now yeah. i know so much so right. in terms of like cost of rearing chickens mm-hmm. 
like five hundred dollars an egg a year. It's so expensive. <laughs> is it? Way yes. more expensive I've than buying eggs. I've not heard that. No, it is way more. Well, I don't know about now because I have so many. Like yeah. I'm getting an abundance of eggs. But is it like the startup cost, or is this yes. like your annual running cost? No, here? it's a lot. Is it's it? just always yeah. a lot. Like, How much you have you spend? Today, <laughs> like a lot. Yeah, like, like, like the whole thing. Yeah. Or maybe a year. Like, how much would you spend in a in year? In a year. In a year. Is well, I've, I don't know, probably like five grand. Really? Pro- probably around that or more because we got yeah. an electric fence. Yeah, the electric fence for us was really An electric coop oh, door or, opener. Yeah. Oh, you have yeah. to buy guys, the bedding. You have to buy organic yeah. feed. The like, door opener, <laughs> just to get the automatic one that stays good during the winter is like 500 bucks. And right. then to get like the like feed, like we buy organic us. and non-GMO like feeds. Yeah. Like, and it's so expensive. Yeah, and we were really having a custom made from this guy and because they don't make pellets. so He stopped making it because it wasn't profitable enough And then the coop. Don't even get started on the coop. Like It was like $4,000 for a good chance. Oh, and I had to one. rebuild everything. I was gonna say with the coop thing because you mentioned your boyfriend's like really handy. We were gonna build stuff. one, yeah, but right. honestly, the price of wood in our time, we were like, eh, you know, what? yeah, yeah that's bad. sort of like the we waited out and we're like, you know what? And yeah. it was this lovely couple in Owen Sound that custom made them, and we were talking to them about it, and they were just so nice, and I was like, I want. Yeah, you, support local, you know. Yeah, it was the just whole so thing. great. And yeah. we weren't going to save much money doing it ourselves anyways. Right. So when they told, and they, it was so beautiful. We ended up having really to redo nice. the roof because it would drip some, over. Um, right. Didn't you put uh, vi- vinyl tiles down so yes. that it's easier to clean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if it's wood, right. it's yeah. so right. hard to scrape it It just absorbs wood is into. Tough, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we put sure. melamine yeah. down so that it's like, you just scrape it out and it's easy. But now, like starting up, we made a lot of mistakes. Like I had chickens before, but never like, Full, like, like running, flock. like, yeah. 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 And the amount of things that I wish I knew, like, if I were to do chickens now, I would do it completely different. Like, I what got would the you coop, do? they free, well, I would, I would probably build it before I get them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we grew. So first thing is building, mm-hmm. the, building the home for them, yeah. getting it all like set we, up and then grabbing yeah, them. Yeah, we got the house and we put the chickens in and then yeah. we let them out and they did their thing. And then we had the fox problem. And then we had to like rush and improvise because they couldn't get out of the coop. So we had to buy car tents. And then my boyfriend like made this like big, like completely sealed in area for them. Yeah. And then we went, oh, it's too small. We didn't realize because now we have more mm-hmm. chickens and this happened. So then we had to cut it open, extend it. And then we went, oh, well, that's not enough room. They need more room. So we had to cut a hole, get an automatic door, and then build a bigger one. And this is like it's years. It's been an ongoing process. It's of been like, like two right. years of making all these changes. Like I would have for sure had an established area, right. not just the coop before I did it. And mm. learning about all the different things too. Like I didn't know about the ceramic tiles and the, the bottom uh, of the coop, it would just, when water they would go damage, to the bathroom, water get, damage, like, yeah. and you would have areas swell up and then mm-hmm. or it absorb in and you'd get like mites that were there and you'd have to scrape the ground and disinfect everything and let it wow. soak. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a lot. I would do things very, I would prepare the whole area and paint it with like, they have like this, um, it's like a milk paint. And right. I would, I paint it white now, the whole coop inside because it cleans so much better. Mm-hmm. Do, you have, yeah. do you have pictures of your coop? I actually might. Yeah, I don't. Can I, can I see them? Yes, I'm my just curious because like bed. I'm trying to visualize this, and yeah. I'm like tile flooring, like lighting, and automatic doors. These chickens <laughs> have like a freaking nicer house it's than I do. That, well, I mean, it's actually pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, let me see if I can find it. So I don't know if I have photos of the inside, but I have photos of the outside when we first got it before a lot of stuff, and it is it was so cute. And then Mariah for the turkeys. Yeah. Where they where are you where are you housing Same them? Same gig. They're Are together. 
the chickens and the turkeys yeah. they're roosting together yeah really they're, they, they're fine together wow they don't fight like the hmm. turkeys kind of run the show now that we don't have a rooster because they're right. so big so if there's ever a predator they're like up front yeah, you know like, like the they're there right, yeah right. um and i feel like the chickens kind of back off when they see that because mm-hmm. they need someone to protect, protect them against them, other yeah. predators yeah. and stuff have you encountered like a predator our neighbor situation? has chickens as well really and he doesn't like he's an old farmer right so okay. he just has um a normal fence up like he doesn't have anything to really protect them right. every year a fox comes and grabs at least <gasps> a couple of them oh, yeah wow. jumps right in takes them kills them leaves them there like but no. we're lucky because it'll go for that one instead of ours because we have an electric fence. It's yep. a little bit harder for them. For sure. The electric fence is only four, four and a half feet tall. So a fox could jump over it. Really? But because there's an easier food source next to us. Why bother? Yeah. Why bother? Yeah. 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 It's true. As sad as it is. But and the fox was terrible. Like when we had that fox attack, oh my gosh. it wasn't just like take one and go. Pets. It was you know killed I mean? four. Kill, yeah, kill a bunch. And feathers around, everywhere. Right? Like, did, like some of them were still We managed to save one. Like, so we thought it was dead. My mom was like running around with all the chickens in her arms trying mm. to collect the little bodies of these poor little things. And she drops on the driveway and drags itself under the car. And I was like, she's alive. Courtney's alive. Like we brought her in. We disinfected her. And we took care of her. And she... Actually, Mariah helped us too because we had She's to cute. go somewhere She's and cute. she ended up looking after her for a bit. Yeah. And she just got so affectionate from this. She would crawl into your lap, follow you around. Like she was in love with people. Oh, that's so cute. So, but it was what terrible. What a traumatic the scene. My it was, God. It was, it's, it's, it was so sad. Carly mm-hmm. called me and she's like, we had a fox attack. Like, petrified like yeah. i was like i don't All know what to do they it's were like so traumatized watching attacked. their friends so sad. yeah yeah you can imagine do either of you have dogs no, no. i have a cat Okay, well, I don't think a cat's going to do much. <laughs> well, actually, my cat came face to face with the fox and the fox ran away. But my cat's... What kind of cat do you have? It's kind of like a dog. Sometimes. It's like a dog. Like, yeah. it honestly, like, yeah. it sits and it, it'll come to you wherever you are. Like, yeah. it's, it's cool. But. So, what, have you guys, what do you guys know about having a dog on the property as well to protect Guardian, from predators? Uh, livestock. I mean, uh, would that help? Yeah. Something yes, like for it, sure. Right? It would, yeah. for sure. For sure. I, I, certain like, type I look of dog. at yeah. Stephen, who has chickens as well on his property, and he has a dog. Jackson, he's right. this beautiful pit bull, and oh he my just gosh, he's runs oh into God, the forest so when the chickens go far, and he just Herds takes his nose back. and nuzzles them one by one, Pushes brings each in. one on the back. Nice, yes. one by one, and he's, he herder. wasn't a farm dog; he yeah. just knew nope. because he's like, well, he's calling him back. How can I help? Yeah. And it was instinct; like he never went to go attack or bite. He would just nudge them one by one and bring the chickens back to him. It's incredible. Like, it's, yeah. it's incredible. And I'm telling you, anything comes near Jackson, he's this big bully. Like he's so cute. You're not winning. Yeah, bull especially. Yeah. So I actually don't have any photos I'm, trying to find I can't, I'm having a really too. hard time but I have a video of the property and you can see okay, yeah. the chicken area in the back so here it's just this video um, I just took it during the winter but you can see like the secured part this was before we built the outside yeah so I don't I'm having a hard time finding it <laughs> yeah Wow, yeah. that's really nice. It is nice. That's a nice area. Yeah, she's got a nice, a nice area for sure. That's almost you a really do back on the fo- on the forest. <laughs> We're yeah. right in forest. Yeah, it's like that's a lot of yeah. like open space to lose a chicken. Yeah, yeah, but they come yeah. back. Like we would just let them out, and they would go down the street. They go mm-hmm. here, they go there, they go yeah. in the forest, and then starts to get dark. They are right back in the coop. They and you don't have to call to them. Yeah, they know. They know where to go because they stay out. They they die. And they're scaredy cats too. Like they're chickens. Yeah, like they're scared of everything. Actually, I built a trail going through the forest, and I go mushroom hunting. And I will. The chickens will follow me down the whole trail, and I'll go pick mushrooms and find things. And they just come with me the whole time. And I just bring my container, and they were the best. They would follow.
follow me everywhere. You look behind you, there's like little footsteps. Everywhere. It was incredible. And then after the fox, we can only let them out when we're supervising. And they're terrified too. Yeah. They don't want us home. So after the fox attack, did you find like immediately like reluctancy when a coop door would open and yeah. stuff for them to go out and like, for the like, for like a week or two they were traumatized. Yeah. Like at my dad's old farm, we had a raccoon go in and just terrorize. Yeah. Raccoons, raccoons are the right. worst, and yeah. it was it was a bloodbath. Rip them up like yeah. for no reason. Yeah, they, they don't even eat them. them. The chickens no. wouldn't leave the coop for a week. Yeah, and Aww. they wouldn't leave the coop. They they were traumatized. They they no eggs, no nothing, and it's yeah. just it's. It was really sad. Yeah, it's so sad to live in fear like that, you know? Yeah. They, they I know say it's an that, animal, but, but still. No, yeah. it still like, feels so fear. Yeah. They say that lifestyle, though, like the farmsteading, homesteading lifestyle, or like the first thing, everywhere I look, the first thing they say they got to get used to is death. They're like... It's I, a part of it. Yeah, it's a part of it. Well, if someone told me you're going to lose a chicken, I said, well, it's bound to happen with the predators of a forest. And then when it happened, I was like, it took a year before we had a problem had of free ranging, die. but it was traumatizing. Yeah. yeah. It was terrible. Did a turkey die? My neighbor's dog got loose. And no. no. A little husky. Way. I cried. I was so, it was a baby turkey. I just got them. I no. loved them so much. They were like little dogs. They'd follow me around everywhere. And one day I went into my backyard to go give them some like peanuts or something. And the neighbor's dog was running around with it hanging out of its mouth. No. And yeah. I was like, I, I can't even talk to the neighbor. Like he came to the door. He's like, I'm so sorry, whatever. I was like, I can't even talk to him. Like, babe, can you just go handle it? It's so sad. But yeah, it is a part of it. Yeah. Like you have to respect their life and you have to like, even when we're killing them to eat them. It's it like was Avatar, really hard you me. know, when she like she says a little prayer. Yeah. Like, like seriously, that's what it that's is. What, like, I've you said that before too. Yeah. Like, on the show, I've been like, mm-hmm. you have to have like well, an intimate. Otherwise, yeah. what the hell's the, the point? Respect for the when animal. When we were right? killing exactly, them, yeah. oh, that sounds terrible. When we were processing, yeah, them, processing. That, that sounds every way worse. single one that I would grab, I would be like, "Thank you, you're so cute," and I would like because they love their neck being scratched. So I'd be like, "Thank you," with like, a knife. "I'm sorry," no, with a knife. And I was gonna say, "You're so cute." Wait, so how how do you when you're processing your chickens? How do you do it? Do you do like because I've heard people say do the neck break? No, no, no. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Do you guys have a weak stomach? Because I have a video of how we do. I do not. I would like to. I would love yeah. to see I it. took a video of the whole process. I cried for the first one, but Carly was like, she was in it. Like, yeah. she, yeah. you don't have a problem with any of that I shit. Do, I don't really get grossed out. And I know that it's like, okay, so these are meat birds. After a certain age, after nine weeks, they just get so big. Right. And they're like, they're like modified to be like they these. Are. They, grow they don't live so long. rapidly that they have so health issues after. If you right. don't process they them, die. they get organ failure and they die. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want their life to go to waste. So it didn't hurt me thinking that they lived the best life of meat bird can. We they took care of them. Like we, we made sure that they were comfortable. Yeah. They had the cycle. happy chickens. Yeah, to Make me, I knew yeah. that if they we didn't process them and we did it probably in the most humane and we humane way one. we could. Yeah. yeah, and it did end up dying. Like it got, it got too big. It was like twenty five pounds. Yeah, well, those are the those are the the birds that end up getting like deformities in their feet yes. and stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. of the weight everywhere, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. if I were gonna do meat birds again, I don't think I would get those because the, they're yeah. not natural. Mm-hmm. It is so far from natural. Yeah. At four so weeks old, they're like they're huge. Where are you sourcing your chicks from? Like, where do you just those ones? The meat like, birds. Yeah, I had to go to a special hatchery in. I don't know where it was. It was like an hour away from my house. But they were cheap. Like they're for day old, you just buy them for like two dollars a piece. Wow. Really? Yeah. And then but hmm. the amount of money that you put into say, raising uh, them. The actual is bird itself lie. is not expensive. No, it's the care. Else, yeah. yeah. The care is crazy for them. So you were mentioning before, um about some of them that have vaccines that were mm-hmm. dying. Mm-hmm. So like go further into that. So when I first got them, they were vaccinated for Marix. And that's just like this chicken illness that happens. And pretty much once you get it, it's very contagious and it stays in the soil. Mm -hmm. So everyone vaccinates them from like day old. 
But the problem is a lot of chickens we were getting had like nerve problems and twitches and neck problems and Which vitamin deficiencies and weak joints. And we, like, and I'm not saying it's just from that. Like right, the, right. the way that she bred them was very too, inbred. Like, for was, sure. It was a money gig for her, you know, yeah. like it wasn't right. like she yeah. took care of them. It was like if they die, they're, they're chickens, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which I understand, like yeah. farmers have that mentality, but they also take care of their animals. Yep. Right. Like you can be a farmer mass producing whatever and still have a love for nature and, yep. and incorporating the process yeah, natural exactly. process into it it yeah. was yeah. crazy she, to like see no. when i would get them like we had a lot of issues like a lot we had one who's like literal leg oh. popped out of its joint i had to like pop back in make a little castor and, tube. We had, oh my and they were like eggs. falling apart like, and you watch them die like in front of you yeah. tiny little things and we're trying to hand feed them they, they stop eating and she oh. gave so me eggs to hatch and so i had my eggs from my coop and the eggs she gave me all of mine popped out happy healthy roaming around they were perfect Hers, like what, all, all of them died. Of them. They hatched, barely got out of the shell. I had to help them. They were so weak. And even though the shells were thin, they were just weak. Uh-huh. And I would have to help them and pretty much take them out of the shell, put they them back in the incubator. They say once you help them, they're, they're gone. And I gave them to Mariah because she wanted that breed. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was, no, it, they just fell apart I've seen so and many died. And die from her. And it's actually heart-wrenching. So what, what is she doing to them other than... It's just like no. breeding the same breed as purebreds because okay. she'll get more money right. and inbreeding it's so much inbreeding that they have like crooked toes and like just really yeah. bad yeah. yeah so pretty Makes much sense. here's the process you okay. can scroll to the next video so it doesn't start there we go oh my gosh if you guys want to see it's kind of brutal sorry but it took me a oh, while are you ready for this yeah. this is this is chicken processing right here Oh my Their God, legs would twist. So you go face down in the. Oh, okay, interesting. We built everything. So, yeah, and they got the head coming out of the bottom of the bucket. Yeah. Okay, and then the knife. Is it a quick? It's a really sharp knife. Like, sh- of course. Very sharp knife. And you just go clean cut off, right? So, no, you can't clean cut because their necks will literally spin and get blood everywhere. So you cut almost all the, the way jugular? so you can still hold. But you, you cut everything so they bleed out. Side, right? Yeah, Except exactly. you leave part of the skin Because we cut so the head right off for one of them and it was like everywhere. Well, yeah, that's what they say. And yeah. then like the nerves in their body and stuff, they like twitch. a chicken running you around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut they, off, you cut enough that they're dead. Like they're, but... So That's then after that, we would put it into this um, plucker. Deep so that oh, I've like, seen those cool little yeah, devices. Yes, that saves like, a lot of time. Now it's like a bear chicken. <laughs> we used to hand pluck the first batch, and then Jack got this. How long did it take you to hand pluck it, like each chicken? Like 20 15 minutes. minutes yeah. 20. But you have yeah. to dip it in boiling water first so they come out easy, which yeah. was right. the most putrid smell you have ever smelled in mm. your life. Yeah, so it's got it all the nastiness and the feathers the and everything, right? Yeah. Take and so the the you'd have yeah. to yeah. out. Oh my but God. I have like a weird talent for cleaning things like fish and chicken, like yeah. filleting and cleaning. Like I have a weird, I'm really good at it. For it was you. hard for me to What's eat chicken calling? after that for yeah. a minute. Adjusting, going from like, you know, regular suburban person to like processing your own meat birds. How long was the learning curve? I wanted we got it right thrown away. Into it very quickly. Yeah. Like Car- I didn't even want chickens, and Carly was like, "I'm hatching you some; it'll be ready in ten days." And I'm like, Carly, I don't think we're responsible enough for chickens. Like I don't think you should do this. And she's like, "Well, nine days, so yeah. figure it yeah. out. You're getting them." So, what was your first encounter like? Like, was it somewhat traumatizing? Was it like, "Oh, okay, this is it is what it is," or With- how did you guys feel after that? After the first? Oh, after that, you know, defeathering and that all was that was hard. After the first, the first chicken, honestly, it was so glim. Like everybody was kind of like. I just okay, played music so that we like, could. We were trying to lighten the music. Carly's like, okay, let's bump the beats. I'm like, bump Carly, the beats, read the dancing. Like, <laughs> that's literally what it was. Once and everyone's like crying, it, and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> Once we got into it, there was kind of yeah. a system. It was. 
pretty amazing to see how our family pulled together like that. Like yes. everybody mm. found a role. Everybody was helping out. It was a huge process. Right. We had to defeather them, clean them, kill them. Everything had to be sterilized and cleaned. Everything yeah. had mm-hmm. to be processed and cut down into pieces, bagged, weighed, and frozen. Right. So like it was the way that we all came together to make that happen. I was it, it was, was beyond impressive. Like, and we're a very close family to begin yeah, with. So 100%. being able to rely on everyone, like yeah. to come, it was incredible. It takes was a village, really incredible. Right? Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. How many? Uh, how many are you? Um, our family. In terms of the processing, like, yeah. oh wait, processing. In terms, well, in terms of, like, yeah, yeah. Um, getting involved, getting involved with the yeah, yeah. And, so and all that. We were probably ten people. Probably ten. Yeah? That's a good okay. team. And, yeah. yeah. So we had like and people that wasn't with everyone there. It was just yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you think the minimum like manpower? Five. How many chickens do you have? Like, yeah, because to process, you have one person who's like bringing them, collecting. Another person who is killing them. You have to have someone holding the feet because they squirms. I would hold the feet. Jack would have to hold the head. Right. And then we would have to have someone, and then we would dip it. And then someone has to be plucking it. As we're plucking, someone has to be cleaning it. And the one person has to be moving stuff around. Cleaning. Somebody has to be on cleaning every. And once you're done cleaning out the inside, like removing all the guts and taking off the oil gland and doing all that, someone has to be cleaning the bird because the next bird's coming. So it was like a chain, factory chain. It was. It was totally yeah. But I mean, you could do it yourself, but you wouldn't get many done in a day. Mm-hmm. Like, so you need a good family line. With the team, efficient. you said yeah. it was still a full day event. It was like it was a full day event. It was a full day sure. plus yeah, the next wow. day of processing them into small yeah. pieces. And then how much meat did you guys end up? A lot. Like a whole year's worth, or well, the time how yeah. often do would you consume meat? Like how how often do you guys consume? Probably like meat? let's say like four days a week, but it's not okay. always chicken. Right. right. So we right. like we buy like half or quarter cows. We yeah, buy yeah, from yeah. farmers. Yeah. So we have a stock night. freezer with beef, chicken, mm-hmm. and then sometimes we'll have fish or whatever it is. So how long would mm-hmm. one chicken last you if you were consuming like three to four times a week? Like one, one chicken? chicken. One chicken. Yeah. Like one day. Buying, yeah. One like chicken a week. One meal. Yeah. 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 For sure. One chicken. One meal for a family. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we actually had some legs the other day because I was making like lollipop chicken. We didn't have enough, so yeah, they come bring them over and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just share it. Like, it's. Yeah, you had to. Yeah, yeah you yeah. do. Food, you, know? you do. Yeah. It's so interesting. It I, I, I want to get into it, but like, my And the quality would of the meat. Like, you know where it's <laughs> coming <laughs> from. Because goal. right now, the hormones that they give the animals and the stuff that they inject into the meat and even the processing way is just so just, cruel. Just for living like, conditions. So living, like, sad. have you seen you know, the industrial, not, like, yes. Maple Lodge mm-hmm. farms? Like, oh my people, God. people will, fran- like, franchising, you know, like, yeah. on a moral and health basis, having yeah. your own meat and raising your own meat is probably one of the best, if you can, mm-hmm. like, best things to do, if not to source better ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with the cattle, we get from a Mennonite and I forget where he's located exactly grass but we fed, buy grass raised like, everything really and he loves his cows and he puts them down quickly humane and they process them they use every ounce of it we buy bones to make broth Good, like yeah. you do everything you can to mm-hmm. assure that this animal mm-hmm. not only did not go to waste but did not suffer right. so when I, I don't buy meat from grocery stores because the idea of that morally and even knowing the conditions like the tumors and the, I've heard these horror stories about what butcher shops see and what different people see oh when gosh. it comes down to yeah. actually processing the animal mm-hmm. like they will let an insane amount like they will be sick and oh no okay yeah. let's just process cut that kill. part out cut, cut that part out and feed it to I the mean, people or make the, it ground for the people who have like less motivation for that kind of thing mm-hmm. if, if if nothing else i've heard so many people go 
there's a massive difference in the taste. Yeah. Well, Incredible difference. It's yeah. a little tougher. Yeah. It's a little but tougher. But the yeah. taste is clean. I find mm-hmm. that sometimes, uh, I have nothing like against pork. It's just sometimes when I'm eating beef, you get that porky taste. Or yeah. okay. when you're eating beef. When I, you're eating beef, like bad beef, I can have taste that oh, porky bad taste. Beef. Yeah. Okay, yes. Okay. Yeah. Cheap, mm. cheap beef. And when I taste yeah. or eat bad chicken, it tastes like fish to me. Like, hmm. I can notice that now that I'm You're I waiting till chicken tastes like fish? That doesn't no, sound good. No, <laughs> no. And another chicken and we get. No, and I'll get it from a grocery store. And I'm yeah. like, this tastes disgusting. I yeah. can't eat it sometimes. And it's mostly it's the stuff that we process that I, I can get eat. grossed out, like, going to the grocery store. So, in terms of the grocery store, now let's say you're buying a regular chicken from, you know, non-organic. And then yeah. let's say they throw an organic label on it. What's the difference there between those two? Well, it depends. Like, do we know that they're throwing an organic label on it? No, let's or say like, there is an organic label and versus it is organic? versus a they don't have an organic label. Like organic versus non-organic. So their feed, that's yeah. the first thing. Like they don't they don't get pumped full of hormones. They don't okay. get pumped full of like um, antibiotics, stuff like that cuz when you're mass producing chickens and you're mass farming, you have to make sure that there's no disease. If you have one disease that comes into a space that big, 4,000 chickens all in of one coop. Not, you lose yeah. your So your they will just give them oh, antibiotics yeah. and give them different medications as prevention. Yeah, yeah. as prevention. But consuming that stuff is so terrible for us, right. like on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is definitely their living conditions, I would say. Well, I don't know if the organic has to do necessarily with their living conditions because mm. I find that a lot of the time, like you'll even see eggs labeled like free range and it's like they're not. Well, free range versus free run. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So there's different there's ways to word it. that they can get around Like with, you like, see right. a lot of big corporations that will buy meats. Like I think McDonald's had this problem where it was like 100%, um, 100% Angus or something. 100% beef. Or 100% beef. Beef, but that's like the, the company, company name, name was 100% beef right. so they can so label it as that but that's not what it is it's the it's company so name so there's loopholes to literally everything so yeah. sometimes like I feel better about buying it knowing it's organic absolutely but, but it's not I don't know I, I find I'm it. happier eating a chicken that I know has no antibiotics no hormones none of that rather than knowing it's organic because right. I find that even the organic they still give them stuff unless you're yeah. making it yourself yeah. you don't know exactly exactly like a hundred no way to know yeah. no and even organic yourself, produce like the second yeah. they come over the they spray them all yeah so oh. they're not really organic by the time they get to you they're just yeah. grown organically that's what i did this right. morning so this morning i woke up because we've had weird weather yeah and so now the, the warm weather is finally here to stay yeah i went and i decided to move all my little because i planted seeds in like yeah. april and I moved all, well, the ones that are big enough to my little outside potters. We, we built these like handmade oh, potters so and stuff. Beautiful. And so I moved them out today and then I kind of was like reading my books and Googling as I was planting. I'm like, what to plant beside each other or whatever. Yeah. But I'm trying like to not yeah. add anything. And so I kind of try to plant stuff. Basil apparently is like your big savior. Yes. So I'm going to try and get some more basil going around to keep the pests away. But mm-hmm. like whatever I lose, and marigolds. I lose, you know? Yeah. If you put some marigolds in, they're really marigolds. great for pests Everybody and stuff. Like, when yeah. I was looking today too, everything yeah. was like marigold, marigold, marigold. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck marigold is. Yeah. <laughs> they help with yeah, pests and they also help with like just, and oh, they're beautiful too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have these big orange like flowers. I planted weed, uh, weed plants too. I apparently did, yeah. cannabis helps keep pests away as well. Yeah. And you know what? When I when I would plant weed and when I would grow it, I don't even really smoke it. So I would just give the buds away and take the leaves, blend them up, and put them in smoothies because oh. they're incredibly really healthy. Like your brain has like cannabinoid receptors, right? So when you're ingesting this, like it's and you know it kind of tastes good too. It's it not too earthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. My yeah. my dad asked me for a bag of shake. When I, last year when we grew batch and then uh, he was like I don't want the buds I don't want none of that mm-hmm. I just want to shake yeah. so I got him some ste- ste- what is it? stems and leaves and stems just bagged and up because it's like you have like eight garbage bags worth of it yeah, you know? yeah. it's a lot it's no a one's going to use it and it's like you know what did he want it for? to take teas 
Cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So he got that. I don't know. I haven't heard from him since I gave it to him. <laughs> hopefully he figured it out. But yeah. He's having a good time. So we'll see how this produce thing works. I also planted, mm-hmm. um, you ever heard of loofah? Lufa, is it the, like the cucumber thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and then when it dries out, and you, you cut, cut it, it up pieces and you can I make see, sponges. I wanted to do what? that and pour yeah. soap into the sponge. Serious? Literally nature yeah. sponges. No. They exfoliate the same way yeah. like a, a store-bought synthetic loofa. You've yeah. seen them before. I know you have. It's like that funny shape and it's got like the three holes and it's that like... I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. also bad at describing things. I've probably seen it, yeah. Loofa I see people who dump soap into it and then they turn the loofa into like an actual just like a soap thing too so Have as you you're rubbing like those beef tallow yeah. soaps all beef tallow yeah. yeah my dad bought a bunch of fat from a farmer and made his own tallow to like store stuff i don't know crazy <laughs> it's a vegetable yeah i've seen those before and when they dry them yeah out. they dry out and then when you cut them up it's like a sponge yeah that's insane oh, have you seen the plant where you squeeze that? it and it's shampoo oh yes it's um what the, is that i know the exactly name too the i'm yeah. having a brain yeah. fart it's yeah it's, it's oh my god i completely forget what it's it. called but my mom and i were like i wish i want to see it you squeeze them and then they use it have as shampoo the shampoo plants like you literally squeeze a big bud on this plant and this they only really out. grow in tropical it's countries shampoo. so it's yeah. like natural shampoo yeah oh. i've only seen a video of it so yeah that makes I, sense but actually i forget the name but i started looking it up a bit with my mom we're like we need to try to Coolest grow this thing. here it's so Coolest cool and the next ever. day it fills up again so it's like non-stop mm. and people literally and will just take put it, it put it in a bottle jar. and use that as their shampoo yeah what do you guys what do you guys use for like shampoos body washes things like that we try well like i try and go to nature's healthy planet i know you do too yeah try and get something more natural Mm -hmm. you know read the ingredients on it understand what they are look them up if you don't know what they are little changes that you can make over a long span of time won't break the bank but it also Mm -hmm. makes a difference in your day-to-day like i know natural shampoo conditioner toothpaste um I always get like fluoride free toothpaste. Fluoride free, yeah. Yeah, we talked about this last time you came too. Yeah, but like being completely honest, like there's really not many shampoos that are good. Even when we go to nature, it's it's like there's still chemicals in there. You can find the lesser of the bad, Mm -hmm. but there's not really many options for good. And there Mm -hmm. are a lot of ones that you can make, but who really has time to make them? So you end up just getting one that's better than the ones that you would normally get. But at the end of the day, like just keeping up with a lot of different routines, like making sure your deodorant is safe, using good toothpaste, different, like we make our own mouthwash Mm -hmm. and uh, it's got like the xylitol in it. It's got like different, it just helps to rebuild teeth. It's got uh, essential oils. My mom makes it for us. Oh, but nice, yeah. a lot of the stuff that people use, they don't realize how toxic it is. Like right. a lot of the creams, I just use coconut oil. I just like get out of the shower and rub coconut oil all over yeah, me. Yeah, 100%. I use it for oil pulling. I have like tongue scrapers. Like people's like hygienic routines like revolve so much around chemicals that no. even baby it's stuff, true. like looking at yeah. baby stuff, diapers and stuff like that, like cotton it's so heavily sprayed and the chemicals leach into your skin i bought this or i was gonna buy this pillow and it had a tag on it that said may cause birth defects and still still birth it was a pregnancy but you'll get a nice get a nice like even your clothes can leach bad things onto you so you have to find like organic cotton or like yeah and not only that but the stuff you wash it with like i can smell fabric softeners on people and it gives me a headache like i will not touch it's so like Oh, it's slimy. You can feel on your now skin that I after. Don't use, like store-bought it, stuff like that. Yeah, or, like, the it destroys stuff, your nervous I get, system. Um, rashes. If yeah. I'm sleeping on like a bed and it smells like strong perfumey detergents, yeah. I get a rash. Yeah, in it, it yeah. makes you wonder though why they put so much perfume in like 
tied or Because I think just like, people like the it's smell. The scent. Yeah, they, that's, that's well, it. I yeah. wonder yeah. if it's like there's, A, the addiction part of it, but then B, like there's if you didn't put that much perfume in it, it would smell like straight chemicals. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to yeah. like deodorize yeah, sure. it. But, but people I think do. that would like, oh, if it smells yeah. good, then it's clean. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. Like, automatically, yeah. that's all they Well, so what I do is it. I get like the citrus essential oils and just grab a sock right. out of the wash, Lavender, fill it up, throw like, it into the like dryer yeah. and it yeah. just circulates. And or like everything a wool smells ball like oranges. For, like and dryer sheets. You yeah. get a wool ball, put some essential oils on it, throw and it in and everything smells like. But I just, I can't use the dryer sheets anymore. Even like. There's a natural one I found. Yeah. But it's just not worth it for me. Like I don't need that. I have the essential oils and. Yeah, but true. there are some good ones that you can mm-hmm. use that actually smell good. I use them for a bit. If you still want that scent and you mm-hmm. want it to smell kind of perfumey but natural, there are options out there. It's right. interesting how fast like a natural lifestyle can like turn into a full-time job. Oh my gosh. If you really do it, like you have to almost have like yeah. a homestead. Your own, and, like, yeah, yeah. Well, you're just, you're sustaining yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, you small quit your changes. job. You know what I mean? Like You have to yeah. do small changes, like, but it becomes addictive. Like it, you fall yeah. down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, once you like, start learning more, you <laughs> yeah. go, well, fuck, why am I doing that to myself? Once yeah. you start learning more, you just, you want to make those changes. So it's not even that it's hard because you, you will, you want it so bad. You don't want that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once it becomes something that you just need to change, it's so easy. Like once I started learning about the things I was doing to myself, I was like, it no brainer. Like yeah. I'm out, I'm done. This mm-hmm. is being changed. Well, that's sort of like where I'm at right now. Yeah. We've been talking about it more and you're getting into that. Well, you, you were there before I was, but like it, there's a weird place between I need to do what's economical, especially yeah. in this day and age. Right. And then I need to, take care of myself for mm-hmm. sure because like you know i can protect my bank account right now but when i'm 50 and i develop all these freaking diseases i know from using all of this yeah. you know yeah. like yeah so that's the thing that actually freaks me out a lot me because too. when i start seeing all these people who are doing things that are just completely like ripping apart like their myelin sheath destroying their nervous system i'm like you're gonna be like 40 and you're gonna have memory problems and eyesight problems and like like i'm like everyone's gonna be so sick in like 20 30 years that they're not gonna know what to do and then they're gonna rely more on the medical field which really gets me is like when people are like well it hasn't affected me yet yeah like i drink coke every day and i'm fine no it's going somewhere you know that one day all of those will add up and it will show up somewhere what's like just because it takes time improper lifting but they say with your back or whatever like everything that you've lifted improperly up to 25 you're fucked it's over exactly by the time you're 50 you're you're You're, stuck with that it's done it's It's over yeah Yeah. Yeah. and then people are already sitting there like oh i'm 23 whatever stop lifting heavy things incorrectly it's it's over the damage is done you compare the amount of time and change that you'd have to put in now to create a better life versus the amount of change and time you'd have to put in once it's too late yeah. You will yeah. do everything. You'll quit mm-hmm. your job. You'll try and do a 180. You'll do whatever you can to get healthy again because once you're sick, it's the worst thing ever. Like you've yeah. worked so hard for a life. It's so difficult. It blows my mind that the natural way of life is so far removed I know. from us today. Like, why is it so difficult to you just be normal? When I people know. tell me, they're like, oh, that's so weird that you do this and do that. I'm like, is how it? is it weird that I'm not using like, chemicals yeah, that have that like, strange? It's weird that I'm going back to like real roots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What it how is, is what it is, I think, is it's, it's think about it, all the processing and all the things that they do, make, make, whether that's like making your own deodorant toothpaste, yeah. you know what I mean? Having your own coop. Like those are, those are things that take time. Yeah, it's yeah, hard. Yeah. Whereas, whereas your average person can just go to the grocery store. There's my deodorant. There's the shampoo. Yeah. There's the chicken. Yeah. They're but it's right like how there. Much time I bought them. You watch them. TV every day. 
I know. Yeah. So it's but like, it's how thing, it's bad easy. does it hurt yeah. for you to change it? You know what I mean? For sure. Well, then it's, yeah. It's convenient. So I actually sure. started thinking about, it was a while ago when someone said to me, they're like, well, I never have time. I work like eight hours a day. Right. And I was like, that's so true. People work a lot. And then I sat down and I thought, like, you still have an extra seven, eight hours to do something with your day. Yeah. Right. Like, You've created a the habit, same amount. So you don't yeah, think that you have people the time, are so fixated on how long you work that you don't realize that you have still a lot of time to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would just spend your whole day, do you, like sitting down and just like feeling drained from work that you don't put any time into feeling better. Right. Mm-hmm. So everyone just always says, "Well, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time." But you make time like, for things that yeah. are important. Yeah. yeah. If you and knew how important it was, yeah. you would make the time. But that's why I say like ideally like I can't make my own shampoo and conditioner and make my own toothpaste and do all that, but yeah. I will buy things that I know are better. Mm-hmm. But in certain ways that I think it's really important like food and water, I will go out of my way to mm-hmm. do things like that. But the shampoo and conditioner, I just I actually don't. Less like I have well. time obviously, but like I don't want to spend my time doing that when I can be doing other things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It also helps. You guys have a good amount of people as well that are all into this, that are all contributing. Our family is surrounded by the same path. You have a little community basically. Exactly. So that makes it a lot easier. I spend my time sending memes to my friends be like, let's all quit our jobs and buy a farm and live together. Send it to me too. I love you guys. Yeah, include us. It's such a great idea though and it blows my mind that more people, so I've been looking at it more and more and mm-hmm. our generation specifically, mm-hmm. a lot of people, it's mostly in the US, but a lot of people yeah. are doing it. They're like buying old rundown schools, yep. Yep. turning them into like apartments, and then the entire schoolyard is just Everybody animals and plants yeah. growing. Yeah. And yeah, gardens. Exactly, yeah, like you exactly. said, a teamwork yeah. thing. And I like, saw a photo. They did the same thing, except they, they, it was her whole family on this property, built houses all in a circle, had a big community fireplace in the middle, and Love I was like, that. that's it. That's right? what I, I need a that's community. It. I'm that's actually, how we got to do it. You know what, though? They have groups, so I'm actually part of a group on Facebook as well. <laughs> It's a cult. I, am so, it is I was going to say, it's, yeah. it, it can sound culty at times. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally communities yeah. and yeah. people will talk about planning communities and a lot of them are pre-planned and like you have to literally show them I can do this and you have to ha- bring a skill to the table yeah. and yeah. once you do then you join the community and or you don't pay skill. to be there but you all work yeah. together yeah mm-hmm. well that's what Makes it sense. takes it really does take a village and if you think about it like people always talk about it this is what they sell us to get us into like the workforce here and mm-hmm. work our nine to fives or whatever well we're all different we all have different skills or whatever yeah, yeah. why don't we apply that to the natural world yeah and then everything you could possibly want Shampoo, conditioner, yes. laundry detergent. Somebody will do it. Because Somebody for knows one how person to do. to do all that is close to impossible. Exactly. You'll be so overwhelmed, but you can prioritize your time you to do together, things that are important like, to you. Someone yeah. else can do something else and, and you share. And don't you find it's easier to make things from scratch when you're making it in bulk? God, yes. it is. Yes. We do bone Absolutely. broths. Like right? We do huge pots of bone broths and yeah. then we can them. And it's that's nice. when I go to make soup or make anything, I'll just Always. take a bone broth out of the freezer and use that. Or like that. ferments. I was gonna say, involved, have like, you done have you done much in like the realm of preserves and stuff, like pickling so, and like jarring for like the winter? Not I, so much pickling, yeah. but preserving, like canning. Yeah. So you take mm-hmm. jars, like mason jars, and you seal them in a canner, pressure canner. Right. We've kind of started dabbling in that a little yeah. bit in my household, but it's more for like soups and stews and stuff. You That's can actually what, yeah. do vegetables, and I haven't tried that yet, but I want to. Mm-hmm. I've seen videos of people like. Um, they grow enough food for the year and then yeah. they preserve it in the cans. They go, yeah. okay, we've got like 52 of these, you know, whatever. That's the only way homesteading so, would work in Canada, right? Because right. in the winter, unless yeah. you had the resources to make like a freaking winterized yeah. greenhouse. Yeah. But like, yeah. More money, more time. Like, yeah, like, that's, that's the tens thing, of thousands yeah. of dollars. Then you're, you're, then you're full-time committing to it, right? Yeah, then that's, that's yeah. your yeah. job. Which yeah. is the idea. It's kind of like you're all in, all in, right? Mm-hmm. you got to be all in in terms of... But me and my girlfriend, we talk about all the time, like seasonal eating. And yeah. then in Canada... Yeah. 
the seasons are so aggressive and long yes. and different that like I don't know is there enough time in the year for you to grow but your I own food but I find that naturally Canada? people will always end up doing that like you know when you're cold in the winter you crave like a nice warm soup yeah or yeah. like in the summer when it's a hot day you don't want a thick hot soup you want a salad so naturally yeah. your body kind of migrates towards that but right. with restaurants and AC and everything we've just been we don't know anymore we don't like, know anymore we're so far from it yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. it's so true yeah, yeah. oh and it especially, my mind. Yeah. I mean, but the part that makes it difficult is the is the bylaws. Like I've been looking into it from Aurora specifically because we, we live in Aurora. Yeah, the, they make it really difficult. I know for you to like grow stuff. Well, specifically animals, but still, like mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of space in your backyards. Especially all these new houses going up. They're oh right on top of each yeah. other. So even if you did grow like a little garden out there, you can't grow a year's supply of food. No, like no. the most you can do is like oh. I grew three peppers. Let's try it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, know $400 so of uh, gardening expenses yeah. and you got yeah. like, what, $3 hours? worth of freaking yeah. produce out of it? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, it, and they make it hard. It's I almost know. like on purpose. Well, you know, what? a lot of, um, there was a lot of talk about stopping gardening, trying to convince people not to garden because they were saying that the bacteria from the soil is really detrimental to your health. Yeah, that contaminated oldest, soil. That is right. the oldest I'm thing like, that okay. people have done is grow their own food. Yeah. Like your skin absorbs so much and you're, like the bacteria is so good for you. Your body thrives on good bacteria. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up. This is something I've been itching to talk about. Yeah. Can we talk about the difference between good bacteria, yeah. living your life with bacteria and sterilizing Okay, everything. you would die if you didn't yeah. have bacteria. Thank yeah. you. You have right. bacteria. You have... Yeah. Yeah. Your 100%. body, like your microbiome is your brain. Like they control 100, not 99, 100% it's of every illness. Microbiome. Yeah, 100% of every illness that you get starts in your gut. And yeah. a lot of that's... Well, no one now has a balanced microbiome because a lot of the stuff that we take just destroys your gut. Yeah. And... and uh, Antibiotics. Antibiotics. Absolutely killed completely. everything. And you build a resistance to antibiotics too, yeah. which is crazy. It's absolutely yeah. And then yeah. the pathogens you take in build a resistance to it. Oh so my you gosh. just fuck up your gut. You've and then you got like super bugs coming in. Have you heard about super gonorrhea? Super no. gonorrhea. <laughs> super <laughs> gonorrhea. <laughs> super gonorrhea. It's a new it's a new STD taking over the young people. Oh what? because super gonorrhea. everybody gets an STD nowadays. Call up the doc, here's a pill, take it, wait three days, get to go. Right? Oh so now gonorrhea is like, I see your antibiotics and <laughs> I, I raise it. I love yeah. up you. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So now we have super gonorrhea <laughs> and no medication that can take care of it. So We're fine. don't be silly, wrap your willy, We're you know fine. what I'm saying? <laughs> Just yeah, pra- practicing abstinence. That's yeah. it. And it's called super gonorrhea. It's hilarious. It's not it's hilarious, funny. but it's crazy. You're like, it's hilarious. Someone used to and make like a little sign of like gonorrhea with a cape on. Yeah, super gonorrhea. And that was directly caused by exclusively antibiotics. The use yeah. of antibiotics. Right. Yep, 100%. And ex- excessive use of it. It's funny, you don't see that very... You don't see that out there a lot. Nope. Eh? Mm-hmm. I heard. I saw the name Super Gonorrhea. I'm like, what the fuck is Super Gonorrhea? It's what a joke. On? Google it. It's I, a it almost thing. sounds like a joke. It's, it does. Yeah. It, no, no, look it up. It's incredible. It's horrifying, but it's yeah. <laughs> it's super incredible. Like, yeah. Super Gonorrhea. Yeah. No, it, because it's a living thing. It's a virus yeah. or bacteria mm-hmm. or whatever the hell it is, right? That is so just like mutated. It's, to, it's adapting. Yeah. It's trying to find a way to survive, just like the rest of us, right? And mm-hmm. we keep slamming it with antibiotics. And you know how weak you. our bodies are now, though, because we're relying yeah. on antibiotics and stuff right? like that. Our own yeah. immune system can't fight off that. That it it mutates. It becomes some bigger thing. Yeah. Like it's actually insane. Do you actually want to know something really cool, like along the lines of like sterilization? Send it. So in one of my classes, we were talking about babies and the umbilical cord and. It was so 
they were telling us a story. It was these tests done on women who were having like vaginal births and your body produced this like coating, this bacterial coating for the baby as a protective to pretty much be absorbed into their skin and be their immune system. Like the become, like jump yes. start for like, system. hey, you're in the world now. Exactly. Right. So they, would, they tested some babies that had a normal vaginal birth and the babies had the same bacteria that the mother did. Right. And then they started testing C-sections. And they tested the babies for that, and they had identical bacteria to the nurse's gloves that removed the baby or was <clears> holding the baby. The same bacteria that, that were on the wild. gloves. They didn't have the mothers. They didn't because they weren't coated because they absorbed through their skin. Right. So people don't understand how important your skin is as an organ. Like right. the baby's first bacterial encounter yeah. was in nurse's gloves, and even though they're sterile, they still obviously pick up bacteria from the air and pick mm-hmm. up bacteria from. And it was identical testing the gloves, so it was really crazy to see that. That's so your interesting. Your skin is literally this absorbent organ. So when you're sterilizing and putting all the, what's it called, the alcohol yeah. on your yeah, hands, hand you're yeah. pretty you're much, re- you're removing yeah. the good bacteria. Therefore, you're actually more susceptible yep. to, to opportunistic bacteria. bacteria. Yeah. Yep. So people don't understand that. They think they're killing bacteria, but realistically, you want bacteria. You need to feed Go to the store, bacteria. get yeah. probiotic so supplements, roll in the soil, like... Yeah. The, this, your immune system that you get from actually walking barefoot in the grass and touching things right. uh, you don't want a sterile environment like so you during, don't so during COVID when everyone was purelling their hands every I'm three seconds I'm licking mine I'm getting, yeah, yeah. Carly's like touching <laughs> going like in but I was never scared and Honestly, it scares me more to use that, the Purell, yeah, than it I does. Agree. I always fake it. I'm not going to lie. I do they're too. Like, they're like, you need to have hand sanitizer like, to get in the store. I'm like, yeah, I got it. This, this, this one right here, my girlfriend, she always, she always shit talks to me when I get in the car and I got my dirty hands and whatever. And she's like, Purell, you want something? I'm like, I, no, I no, it's it. good. That's it funny. makes me strong. Can't do it. You got to <laughs> no. build your immune system. When I was a kid, though, so, well, I w- when I was delivered, I was a C-section baby. Yeah. And then I was like a colicky baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you think about that's your gut, right? Yeah, yeah. Is like, it is. You know? And I just, I, I didn't Well, they have, say that yeah. um, if you're, uh, like, born through a C-section, a lot of the time going through life, you have more allergies or autoimmune or more yeah. issues. She was also a C-section. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it was just crazy. I thought it was bizarre. Like, the same coating as the mother versus also, the nurse's gloves. Like, I thought like, that was crazy. For people who are choosing C-sections, like, not having to do with health issues, but choosing to do that. Why are you changing something that you don't understand? Yeah. There are so many yeah. things to the aspect of birth that's so natural. It's it's mm-hmm. literally been here since the we've beginning been of time. here. Yeah. 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 And they why do make rubs like, that you can put you, on the baby. Yeah, if you do have to get a C-section, both me and my sister, again, were like emergency C-sections. Whatever. We lived, we're here. But you can do things to make mm-hmm. sure that they're set up with a good immune system. Yeah, they have like, like bacterial rubs, rubs that you can like actually that. put on the baby in order to give it a proper gut bacteria. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Okay. Yeah. So, and then that makes me curious to, to think about too, like nowadays, and I've seen, I, I guess it's my age and the relationship, TikTok knows where I'm at in life. <laughs> so I see a lot of like, like baby videos on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. One of the things people always talk about is like, um, how easy and fast babies get sick and stuff. Mm. And you look at these parents and you, these are like the Lysol white parents wiping everything down and they go, oh, my mom came and she touched my baby's face and it got sick. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, imagine the human species getting to this that, point yeah, exactly. because of that and exactly. tell me that there's not something you're I introducing in your environment this all the time. i've never had one shot not when i was a baby not a vitamin k shot never not a vaccine no, i've never had not anything shot, put into my body right, okay. and i i'm perfect i don't have any issues i 
I feel great all the time. Obviously, I have, it depends yeah. on how you treat your body. For sure. Right. Oh, yeah. Never yeah. But I mean, like, as a you know kid, I, mean? I barely got sick. No. I barely had we any outside all the time. I get yeah. once a year, I'll get a cold. Whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. because I'm an idiot and go outside when yeah. I, like, want to hold on to the warm weather and it gets yeah. too cold. And I'm like, I'm still wearing a t-shirt. And Boom, sick. It's true. But people <laughs> will look at me and say, well, how did, how, how? Like, how did you how do this? How did you do I'm like, the biggest struggle or struggle of not being vaccinated was school. Yeah. It was the biggest was the political part. into school because I wasn't allowed. It wasn't the health. It was the political part yeah. behind it, yeah. which really sucked. Well, they were kicking out students that weren't getting it. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. not just the COVID, like everything. No, we had to say it was our religious. My mom had to claim religious reasons. We had to say religious because right. we're like Jewish. Yeah. We can't have any injections or yeah. shots or anything. Yeah. So we had that to get impa- like an that doesn't pass anymore. It doesn't. No, that doesn't pass anymore. No, I did when we were younger. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And when I see people who are just like, oh, well, that's so weird. I'm like, well, it's weird to not be natural. Well, think about yeah. how, like, how my body's natural so like, much I, on these substances. Like, yeah. don't you trust your body? You know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah. the people who tell me that are always sick. And I'm like, well, who's, yeah, like, who's wrong well, here? What's happening? If you put these systems up beside each other parallel, they look exactly the same. Yeah. Doesn't it sound unsettling? Like mass-produced farming, those chickens, 4,000 mm-hmm. in a coop, and children in a school yeah. needing to get vaccine so in order say, to be present. Raise sounds, your children or the government does, yeah, right? Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. That's another thing. Uh, Homeschooling. I want to. You're a mom to be. On the way here. On the way here. Yeah. I want to homeschool. It was a hard sell for my boyfriend. Like I'm like I want to homeschool, and he's like I want them to be normal. Like I want them to be socialized. You know what I mean? He agrees with it because the curriculum is so fucking far fetched now. Yeah. He agrees in that sense, but he's like, you know, I had so many fond memories of like growing up and being on sports teams and this and that. So we were talking about it and. Um, a good solution to that would be like homeschooling to the age of around 10. Yeah. So they know the foundation of of what they're going to be learning in school and like what what we believe is the right stuff to teach them. And then they go into a normal school system where, and throughout the whole process, they also join clubs, sports, dancing. Yeah, you you socialize them. But to have that base when their mind is being developed and they know that like, School isn't your Bible. School isn't your God. You know what I mean? Like there's other things out there. You have to make your own decisions. You have to trust yourself. That's a good way to send them off. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. So what did you guys agree on? I think age of 10. But I haven't brought this up to my boyfriend yet. We were discussing this in the car. We agreed. We agreed. (laughs) An element I took to like my friends and my girlfriend, even you have taken this too. Um, If you do the communal thing, right? Where Mm -hmm. you have like a bunch of people, whether it's friends or family living together and you're like, then you can, that opens up the door to homeschooling a group of children together. Yes. Social I was saying that. I was like, well, subject, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Carly can do forging. Nate can do building. Like whatever yeah. it is. And Obviously, you have to do math and science, right? Do the normal yeah. curriculum. And then, I saw, I, ele- it's yeah. not that hard to do. No, if you look not, into no. it, the, the school board, or not school board, the, the province, yeah. they give you the curriculum. They give you They're, everything you need. This is this is the curriculum. This is the bare minimum. For you to get the OSSD eventually, right? You... I don't know how they work it in school. In elementary schools, they have trimesters, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then, so they basically go, what is that? Uh, three months, three months, three months, something like that for the whole school year, right? Yeah. And then you basically have nine months for your kid to, te- to, to learn all of the curriculum mm-hmm. that you're being told you have to teach them. Mm-hmm. Nine months. You can do Instead it. of sitting like, down every day at 8.30 doing yeah. the same shit until yeah. 4 p.m. It's so routine, too. And it's just like I... One strategy teaching them teaches to be an everybody. Employee. School teaches Literally. somebody to be a yeah. government employee. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, get used to working for nothing. If little much. Tommy seems to be more academically inclined and can sit down for hours on end doing the work... Perfect. Tommy can get 100%. nine months work done in three 
Yeah. Perfect. Now you've got the rest of the six months to do whatever you want. Yeah. Then you have another kid who might be a little slower yeah. to the punch. Fine. You break it up into smaller increments over the nine. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. yeah. And then everybody's leaving that school system having been taught the way they learn mm-hmm. and are at the so, same level of maximum efficiency. Also, I like think real I, life examples to yeah. like exactly. throw some earth in there. You know I, what I mean? I don't yeah. like the fact that they will literally categorize you as either smart or Dumb. academically like ADD. They named it when we were in school. Like, academic and applied. Yeah. They named exactly. it. They yeah, named so it. I really don't like that because I think a lot of the time when you look at someone who's like, really great at school and following really good at math i can't do that math they're doing i'm like i don't know how you did this whatever yeah. I, I don't know mm-hmm. but like yeah. you put me into a forest i can build you a full course meal and you know mm-hmm. how to yeah. slaughter a chicken and, and fillet and and i think a lot <laughs> of the time like if you were to if this world were to like collapse right now you lose technology you lose yep. all, who's surviving who's gonna survive yep. exactly like who's surviving 100%. because a lot and of the basic long? skills for survival they a lot of the kids aren't being taught even yeah. understanding your body like knowing what you is going on learn. what you need to be healthy no there's like one half-assed class that doesn't teach you anything no yeah it was like the health class that they had like it was like the bare minimum like it wasn't until i went to school for holistic nutrition that milk. i literally like, had to study like the krebs cycle like all these cycles that you are just doing right now and you don't we even know what's going it. on. Right. People don't even know how their body functions, but yet they're teaching them that the most important thing is this math equation or how to... Pythagorean like, theorem. Like, get a good seriously. job. That's the most important thing. Who the fuck thing. is Pythagorean and job. why is Make sure you get a na- good <laughs> nine-to-five job, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. make yeah. sure you have a good job and make sure you obey the law. Like, well, obviously, I'm not going to say that anyone should do anything illegal, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I don't think that they teach really important things. Like, they I don't agree. teach you how to... I think gardening should be a really important lesson. So I remember in grade three or two, something like that, mm-hmm. they, we did have a class in science. You got to grow a bean. Yeah, where we grew a yeah. bean. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in a, in a so plastic cute. cup yeah. out the window, right? <laughs> yeah. I wonder, you got to write your name on the cup? I doubt it. Uh, right? You know what? I, I, I remember I was in kindergarten. They, uh, they gave us a spearmint. I grew in a cup. I brought it home. I planted it in front of my yard and I had it till I left the house. It's so yeah. Like 20, 25 years. It was like a so sentimental rewarding. thing. Yeah, 100%. It, that, it, that thing grew like weeds. Yeah. Like it took mint? over. Mint? mint. Spearmint, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, it took over. You somewhere else. that you it don't want to it to be. be. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. mint in a corner of our house and we just planted a bunch of different types and they just intertwined and they took over. Yeah. I'm yeah. devastated to hear this because it's incredible. Peppermint was, or was it spearmint? Oh, peppermint was one of the seeds I planted and it didn't take. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Spearmint will, spearmint will, spearmint will. I planted like 30 sure. seeds and I got, I got like 22 of them. 22, that's a pretty good return yeah. right, for seeds. And they didn't take? I planted 30 different seeds and oh, then 22, 22 of them took. Okay. Yeah, You're bad, doing huh? good. Last year, none took, but <laughs> do, yeah. do spearmint. Do spearmint, they're cool. Yeah. You can walk by, just grab one off the leaf and just kind of shoot. I dry them and I keep them for teas. Yeah. So, do you do you know very much about like herbal? I studied medicine. herbal medicine. Yeah, I mm. do. Yeah, She's and good. so I grow a bunch of herbs and I dry them and I grind them and I make different when we were spices. Little, we and used to go through the forest and pick a bunch forage. of stuff, dry them out, and make health teas. Like yeah. wild when carrot, we and we would dry like a raspberry leaf, and like we would just go and wild. Like we grew mm-hmm. up wildcrafting. Yeah, right. So okay. we would do this. We'd bring home plants, and obviously, like you have to be careful. Teaching I was going to say it's very dangerous because yeah. identical you ha- to almost everything that there is a look alike like, for every look alike. Yeah, and I always joke about the mushrooms it's just like this one really great for your health this one kills you they look the same <laughs> like no you have to do like, spore prints yeah. and actually check them so All it's right. same with plants like they always have a dangerous look-alike so you have to like double check and triple check even quadruple check and then when you still eat it you're a little antsy in the beginning right. like 
Okay. You have to be really careful when doing this. I've never just... heard this that you've opened up a new fear. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I, it's like no. All these good things have a look alike. You have to do every yeah. it's like an evil clone. Yes, it is. Like I've had a bunch of honey mushrooms growing in our backyard, and I still I knew they were honey mushrooms, but I still took a spore print just to be sure. Like you have to explain be explain a spore print. Yeah. What? Yeah. Explain. So that. pretty much, you take like a drop of water, you put it on the mushroom, or you don't even have to. You just put the mushroom. I like to do it on like a tin foil or a piece of paper so that you can see it, and it leaves the like the gill lines or the lines from like, the you know mushroom. when you put a piece of um a leaf under a paper and you shade it over top of it yes, every yeah, line yeah. comes out that's yeah. what it's the mushroom what does like when you put the it print on it's really cool it leaves the spore print the you know what spores mushroom yeah, yeah. spores yeah. like it leaves the print in the shape of the mushroom so when i found like some wild enokis i've just laid it down or laid one down to get a spore print it was so beautiful i was like i just want like art pieces of like wow. and you can tell that like the, the bad ones will have a different print and yeah that's so where some will have brown spore prints some will have yeah. white it just depends what you're looking for see so, mush- mushroom foraging is another freaky one because there's so i love it our grandmother right she ate yeah. a mushroom and she ended up in the hospital like when she was younger she's yeah. Like, yeah. in the backyard whatever and yeah she was like there's, this one's beautiful i have to eat it got her stomach pumped she was yeah. like oh yeah there are mushrooms too that are like oh it's poisonous if it's not cooked at this exact temperature for this exact amount of time yeah well that's the same with the honey mushrooms the ones that we are cooking you have to very very thoroughly cook them or else you can have some problems not necessarily die but like gastrointestinal problems right, you might right. have severe cramping maybe nausea mushrooms you gotta be careful to eat because they'll eat you back yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah mushrooms, well they say even portobellos are dangerous unless they're unless cooked they're at a really cooked. high temperature right really yeah. Right. yeah I learned that on a Joe Rogan podcast yeah, yeah. oh did you I did yeah wow but yeah mm-hmm. apparently portobello mushrooms you have to cook them at a really and like who knew high temperatures or else they're dangerous and very inflammatory and I just I think that a lot of no one really knows anything about plants and mushrooms and medicine anymore. anymore. They just kind of go to the grocery store. Like cooking these things, preparing them, turning them into your food. Like this is it's a whole pro. There is a whole process. Yeah. Well, there's my favorite mushroom, the Amanita muscaria. It's like a fly agric mushroom, and it's It's like like, the stereotypical red and white. It's like that Christmas mushroom, that reindeer. You know, like yeah. yeah. yeah, So it's one of my favorites because it pretty much has all properties. It's medicinal, psychedelic, edible, and poisonous. But depending on the way that you prepare it. All four. All four, (laughs) depending on how you prepare it. So in certain, like, okay, so you have to boil it with water at a certain quantity, dump the water because it removes the toxins. And then from there, you can fry it and cook it thoroughly. But if you just eat it raw, it's poisonous. But then certain prepared dried ways, it can be psychedelic. And but it also can have like medicinal properties for like cleansing blood and liver. like it's just it's crazy to think about that everything that is like frowned upon or this is dangerous, it might be. But there's preparation. Yeah. You just need to know these things. You just yeah. have to have knowledge. Yeah. So yeah. have you guys considered or do you already have like a, some sort of a vlog? So I actually started. Like I that. started um, an yeah. Instagram. It was called Holistic Carly, where I would do like little talks. It was about so cute because I had it to learn really about cute. all these like illnesses and diseases and like how to cure them and how to work with them and treat them and what you can do. And I just felt so weird having all this knowledge and not sharing it with anyone. Right, that's the first so, thing that comes to my mind. I'm like, you got to get this information out there for people that you know are what? interested. Yeah. People right? don't know. And the best way, yeah. like I always say, the best thing you can do for someone is educate them because if they really want to make a change and you give them that little kick in the butt, yeah. it might be enough. Absolutely. And you know, like, I stopped doing it though. Yeah. I know um, you kind of fell off the track. I kind of. It. It's been like probably two years since I made a video. One thing that I really found interesting when learning about health stuff is the telltales of looking at somebody's face and seeing what's wrong with them. So like, what if you, you have you a bulby nose, yeah. a sign of heart disease. If you have bulgy eyes, a sign of thyroid issues. What, what, if you have what's bags wrong with me? under your eyes, what is wrong with me? 
You know what's funny? Every time I tell people about these, that's the first thing they say. I'm always like, because you have these physical attributes to your body that like can tell you illnesses, like popping under your eyes can be kidneys. Kidneys, Having like a line, they say like a crease in your ear can relate back to atherosclerosis. Having like, isn't the color of your skin too like a thing? Like you, because well, like if you change colors, yeah, Yeah. you can have like the yellow and even your tongue. Like I had to learn a lot about the tongue, tongue, iridology. I had to study iridology where you would look at different like areas, like imprints in your eye where you'd see like black areas or like irregularities and that would relate back to health issues. And so this is a lot of thick. How long were you in school for this? So it was a three year program, but I condensed it into one year. I lot. loved it. I just couldn't get enough every of week, it. Every week, it would be like a I have an exam and a test. That like, she would come home telling us about. Yeah. Like, oh my! I have an exam that's a and a lot of information to pack into one year. See, but I when you when you when you're so into it, and you love. It's like give me one and like learn yeah. the fire. But there yeah, was exactly. only so much that our curriculum would allow us to do, and right. we would have after class lectures that weren't pretty much allowed not allowed but weren't pretty much put in off the books off the books so we would talk about EMFs and frequencies and we would talk about iridology was one of our separate ones that didn't make it into the curriculum unfortunately but I had to take like I think it was like 15 different classes it was like symptomatology I had to take like um, biochemistry I had to take like a diet planning baby lifestyle learning about like parenting children babies I had to learn every like muscle bone in the body where they function I had to learn about chemistry like everything Literally mm. everything. And it was probably one of the most informative classes I've ever been in. And I was not a high school person. I barely made it to class. I barely enjoyed it. And like, I couldn't get out there faster. I would skip. I'm out doing whatever I need to do. I like barely graduated. Yeah. Right. And with this, I graduated honor rolls. Like first degree honor rolls. I think I graduated with an average of like 98% in that wow. course. Wow. And she was able to do it in that short of amount of and, time. And, and not so because I'm not good at school, but because I had zero interest in what they were teaching me. Mm-hmm. When I came to this school, like it was at IHN, Institute of Holistic Nutrition in North York. I could it's not so get enough. And my favorite thing to do was to come home and sit my boyfriend down and tell him about everything I learned because I retained it better. Yeah. And I taught him. That's your that's, so, I, I learned like that too. Yeah, to and it was my favorite thing. I loved it. And to this day, I will gladly say I am not a school person, but I was for that. Yeah. I love learning about things that are relevant to my life. And I would go home and I would sit down. I'd be like, the way I'd remember things too is to be like, okay, this cycle I just learned, it's happening right now. I would have to learn about nervous system and I'd be like thinking about different things, but twitches, but this. Looking at my hands, I could analyze based on someone's nails if they had like a zinc deficiency, leaky gut. Yeah. Based on creases, I could creases tell about your heart, your nails, liver. Like- and I would look at people and look into their eyes and be like, okay, I have to focus on this and this and that and this is wrong and that's wrong. We're at the store and she goes, he has heart problems. He has well, kidney issues. Well, I remember <laughs> it was terrible. So my dad, he like he's a professional angler. Like he does like bass fishing in yeah. tournaments. And we were at one of his tournaments watching the weigh-in. And I was with Nate. And this guy was such an asshole. Like, I was sitting down. He was like, you're in my way. Can you move? And Nate went to go like turn rude. around and say something. I said, no, he has heart disease. Like, leave him alone. <laughs> and I was like, we don't need <laughs> him having a heart attack. attack right here. Here. And Kill Nate looked over. at me. He's like, how do you know them? Like, look at his nose. He has bad like bad heart disease. He's probably not going to live much longer. So I'm not going to argue you, with him. In, if, in like the 1600s, they might have called you a witch. I know. <laughs> they would have. So I can literally look at someone and tell if you have kidney problems or you have like it just basically can I can I test your knowledge real quick yeah okay so I see this a lot at work people with like kind of like grainy nails mm. that are like thin like, looking l- lengthwise yeah. or like, like like grain going this way a lengthwise. lot of the time that's related back to like your leaky gut it can also be problems with your liver so the other way is something completely so like excessive different. alcohol 
It, yeah, it can be. So it's right. it's kind of hard. Nails are weird. So like for instance, I bit my nails for years, yeah. and so now I have like creases in my nails, where aren't like related to health, and it's just because I've damaged the beds of my nails. Yeah, so yeah. it's so hard to look at someone's nails and know. But if you don't have like a lot of issues and you're getting that in your nails, it's probably related back to like maybe your liver, maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe different things, but. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That is so interesting. But Sorry, you when you say leaky gut, mm-hmm. like describe that. What would... So that's pretty much holes in your gut, which is causing your body to GMOs, kind of, pesticides, all that yeah. stuff that creates those allergies that I was mentioning the last podcast. The things that you can eat can create little almost holes like or leaky gut. Your gut is like leaking. leaking your body's fighting your these things. You're getting that sensitivities. You're mm-hmm. getting allergies. Right. Pretty much everyone who's eating genetically modified foods or eating lots of sugars has leaky gut it's just a term that is used in well used by health practitioners to describe someone having a bad gut you mentioned right. sugars yeah so what's your relationship with like this excessive eating of carbohydrates in our society there's different types yeah. of carbs yeah, yeah so there's sure. like mm-hmm. yeah there's the um uh pretty much processed versus natural or complex carbs yeah. so things like legumes and and quinoa and stuff like that that's gonna be good for you hey, yeah um, whereas the processed stuff, absolutely terrible. Do you have anything sciencey to <laughs> no. back that up? With that. <laughs> Hit them with the facts. <laughs> is sugar is just so messed up. Like it's not even edible. It's not yeah, edible. Yeah, sugar. It's not. It's, it's not. It's sugar, not it's natural. It's not yeah. even something our bodies know how to process. Process at all. And so I look at things like xylitol that clears, like cleans your teeth, and it's well, it can be derived by either corn or birch, but yeah. you have to process it properly, of course. But it can be used to literally regrow teeth. It can be used in, for like people who have problems going to the bathroom. It like it helps mm-hmm. with a lot of different things, and it mm. tastes exactly like sugar, bakes like sugar, That's but yet really it's not widely used. Xylitol is just it's incredible there's stevia which i feel and like stevia, has become more of a fast but it has an aftertaste yeah. that i don't like so. i i read somewhere with with sugar intake that um what was it before i think the year they based it on was 1900 mm-hmm. before 1900 the average human worldwide was consuming something like 30 milligrams or 30 grams of sugar a week and now it's like and one now, drink are you kidding we eat one gator it's like 180 yeah. grams yeah. of sugar by noon each day yeah disgusting well it's look at all so these they, they make a package green and everyone's like oh this is healthy yeah it's like it's crazy all these like what a granola bars and they're like oh this is important for your day it is all sugar and but they make people think that it's a good part of your breakfast and or or they'll put something like has a good source of iron on it but that's just added heavy metals into Did you ever the, see the cereal for yes, kids they broke they down crush it up and cereal? put a magnet and they it's were actually like, fortifying it with iron like yeah. real pieces of metal i've seen that happen with baby food too but oh, yeah. but the thing is, though, all iron, mm-hmm. including the iron that is naturally produced by plants in the food that yeah. we're supposed to eat, is magnetic. Yes. So if you right. go and take like a dried bag of like, what's like iron rich food? Spinach. Yeah. Take, yeah. You know, and you grind it up, yeah. you dry it, you grind it up, and then you take a magnet in it. It's going to pull all the iron out. And you're going to be like, there's shards of iron <laughs> in my, yeah, there is. The freaking spinach put but it there. But the quality you know? that they use, like if you were to actually look up the yeah. type, the sources for their iron, it's not naturally derived from like spinaches right. and Our plants or anything. Our body can't recognize it. It doesn't. It has no Or idea. take anything from so it. So it just... Passes it even, through, right? Yeah. yeah even well, like, and the well, size is that big. Like, what is your body doing with them? Yeah, like, fair enough. Um, well, even to like water molecules take, too, right? That's a, we'll yeah, that water one. molecules. That's a big <laughs> one. Even if you take iron supplements, they say you're not supposed to take it in pill form or anything like that. You're supposed to get like a liquid 
uh, plant-derived yeah. form so that your okay. body can understand it. Oh, this is coming from X plant, Y mm-hmm. plant, yeah. whatever it is. And it's so, like, I know what to do with this. Yeah. But yeah. if you're just eating little shards of metal, your body's like, yeah. What's so the pretty much <laughs> there's two supplements that you never recommend someone to take unless it's needed, like very well needed. And it's iron and calcium. Those right. are two things you do not recommend people. But you can but get that from the eating iron a shit that they're giving. Like Mariah's right, it's they're not getting it from plants. And there's certain mm-hmm. liquids that you can get that they will derive it in a way that we can process. Right. But the way that they're fortifying foods, like completely ridiculous methods. Yeah. Like, so what do you guys take in terms of sup- supplements? I mean, for me, it's changed because yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna ask like like now, what are you taking? So like prenatal, obviously, okay. um, but things like iodine taking iodine okay. while you're pregnant can increase the baby's iq by like a crazy amount so that's that's a really good one for brain development as well lots of probiotics you've got sea moss which has all of your minerals mm-hmm. in it you've got like doesn't sea moss have like 99 of 102 yes it does 99 some, of 102 right. or 90, yeah 90 something like 99. that 98 like, yeah yeah it's in the About, 90s I, I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, I buy it dried and I rehydrate yeah. it. And I nice. blend it. I put it in my smoothies. And I make cubes. cubes. And make, yeah, you tell me how to do that. And yeah. I make such a good ginger lemonade now. It's, it's so good. Oh. That's what I do. I Full lemon, rind and all, in a blender with some ginger, water, maple, maple syrup, syrup, and mm. um, wow. sea moss. And that's what I drink when I'm outside doing gardening and doing work and I need like an extra kick. I don't grab a Gatorade. I make no, like... it's so good. Yeah. But that's it's so really interesting. Good. good for you. Yeah. So good. I had to try that for a hangover cure It's so... It works. It works. Yeah. But it's crazy. Like, I don't take, like, a lot of supplements naturally. Like, um, I just kind of bring in food and right. products. I, like, right. I do take magnesium before bed. And, okay. like, yeah, I, if, yeah, every now and then I'll take, like, a vitamin B. But I find that you can just, if you're eating certain things, you can get it. Like, iodine, I t- like, I'll rub it on my skin and absorb it. Mm-hmm. But okay. you get a lot of iodine from sea moss. Right. Yeah. And right. a lot of minerals, like, I get from the certain, like, Himalayan salt or I'll get from the sea moss or, like, vitamin C. If you're just eating certain things, you don't really need to. You don't want to be reliant on no. taking a pill. Absolutely. Either, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. fix your diet, fix your gut so that you can absorb these things naturally. Yeah. So right. you don't have to be relying on supplementation. Yeah. Well, it's like, so, yeah, well, well, like, why take vitamin C pills when you can just eat an yeah. orange? Yeah, or, yeah. but yep. the, the thing is, like, a lot of people I mean, need to start supplementing things at the same time. Right. Because, so far so, removed. So, okay, so, yeah, right. so the way that farming practices have they've depleted a lot of soil and a lot of farmers they'll do like crop rotation and things but yes. it doesn't really do won't replenish it it won't replenish it the way it does so even a lot of the fruits and vegetables now when you look back like 50 years ago it probably had close to 10 times more nutrients in yep. there and different right. than it does yep. now yeah. and it lacks yeah. now and it, yeah. every day the nutrients deplete so by the time you get that apple coated in wax it's a month old that's well, been they, radiated they say, through so the borders fruit, like, fruits and vegetables the moment that you harvest them Every they start going day down that passes, it yeah. half lives yeah. in yeah. terms of nutritional value. Yeah, it does. Every day it halves. Eat things that are And alive. it already has probably yeah. less than 10 times what it did 50 years ago. So yeah. you're not really it's getting not, much nutrients. Yeah, so much. you would need to eat like Absolutely. 10 apples to get what one apple could have given you. So I'm going to go on a little tangent here. Yeah. Just because it's getting to a point and we're talking about this. And I wanted to talk about this. But I just want to get your thoughts on this. The whole thing of like balancing hormones using our food and like magnesium like in spinach, spinach, I'm mm-hmm. going back to spinach. I love spinach. So spinach <laughs> apparently is naturally one of like the, the, the plants that we have in our diet that has the highest levels of magnesium naturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But spinach is obviously one of the most consumed foods and it's mm-hmm. grown everywhere and it's a monocrop in a lot of farming situations. And the magnesium content of your store-bought mag- or, uh, spinach is like way lower than it used to be yeah. 50 years ago. So a lot of people talk about, and I want to get your thoughts about like, mm-hmm 
like the difference of sexes and what mm-hmm. nutritional things need to be done for the sexes. For men, this is not that commonly known, women are commonly known to be iron deficient. Yes. Mm-hmm. Men are commonly, well, not that commonly, but significantly deficient in magnesium that we, we are supposed to be getting from our green leafy vegetables, but aren't because the earth doesn't have as much yeah. in it anymore. Before you go into it, everybody's deficient yeah. in magnesium. That is the one that, thing. Is that like, Everybody okay. needs it. the okay. most deficient. Yeah. Like, it's everyone. And you need right. it for so many different things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But with men and women, I, I will, like Mariah said, everyone's deficient in magnesium. Mm-hmm. And yeah. women, because they have, like, the menstrual cycle, they end up needing more iron. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know. I just find that women and their hormones men are just their hormones are whack too like everyone focuses more on like female hormones yeah but Mm -hmm. so when it comes down to deficiencies Mm -hmm. like it's not even the nutrients it's more the hormones that everyone is out of place yeah like men right now are have almost more estrogen than women so 70 percent lower testosterone rates in modern day men than their grandfathers but it's it's a lot of it's in water too like tap water is full of birth control yeah everyone's like drinking Mm -hmm. estrogen and all the hormones in meat Everything like you are constantly being hit with chicken. Apparently, is yeah. really bad for estrogen. They have really, really right. high levels yeah. of estrogen. For that, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. men and women need different dosages of certain nutrients, and at the end of the day, it's pretty much all the same things, different quantities. Right. But it's more the hormones that's one of the biggest problems. Like women now, or they have estrogen imbalances like crazy, and yep. they're getting right. very painful periods, heavy like mm-hmm. problems, infertility, like, issues. infertility issues, yeah. and issues. that's on both sides of the coin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those, the infertility mm-hmm. issues on both sides. Yeah. yeah. yeah the sperm. Like, Almost yeah. nothing. They say that in what twenty twenty five, the sperm's gonna be almost at zero in most men. Like how you and your an average, and your boyfriend did it, which is beyond all of beyond. us. You better get on it, guys. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's insane to see that a lot of the women are crazy high estrogen. A lot of the men crazy high estrogen. So if we're both high in estrogen, where's it coming from? Yeah. Right. And a lot of it is just the practices of different meats and veggies and everything. Literally right. everything that you are eating goes against your hormones. So the last time Mariah was here, we kind of opened up this can of worms. We didn't get too deep in it. Yeah. On the hormone level and imbalances, specifically estrogen in the water. Yes. And then one of the things you said, we were listening back to it on the way yeah. down this morning. Um, you said that like in the 90s a teenager looked like a teenager yeah and now today it's so true i don't know if it's because we're getting older no but teenagers look like children actual children have you seen those videos online where it's like oh 1990s high schools yeah like grown-ass adults like there's like grade nines in terms of in terms of like facial structures or like your body like physically your body yeah Yeah. but some people would argue that people like a 15 and 16 year old today are taller taller way more here now like yeah. in this time yeah so like a lot in, of people from the 90s like that. yeah comparing like no, if you're comparing people that. from 50 no. years ago average height of a, of a male like let's say 15 years old no not a chance okay, not okay. A chance. height differences a century thing. ago for sure but like that's normal because we have access to more food theoretically more nutrients but do we now with our food with all the preservatives and like the depletion in the soil and stuff how much more we're eating more food that's for sure but how much more nutrients are we getting out of the food compared to 100 years ago? Look back, even in the 70s. Like, if you look at videos from the 70s, nobody was overweight. Yeah. Right. Nobody it was right, 100%. had an overweight issue. Yeah. Everybody was, like, yeah. built. They were in good physical condition. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard that people are taller or anything like that nowadays. I've actually heard the opposite in a lot of studies and videos and stuff. Okay. That males... What's the vid- What's the movie? Oh, um, um, this is Disappearing Male. Yeah. Right. Mm. It's just... It's like a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really interesting documentary. It just pretty much talks about how like everything that you're doing on a daily basis goes against just 
Males health. Natural. Well, yeah, everyone's exactly. health, but yeah. specifically like men, they're not producing testosterone the same anymore. They're yeah. actually higher estrogen, even bottled water. Like the amount of fluoride, everything is going against yeah. specifically men and yeah. the way that the men's, I guess, it'll show on and endocrine. Like, can I look just, at it? It's so imbalanced. Yeah. Now. So I try and buy water that doesn't have any fluoride. So this one says zero ppm, which okay. means none, yeah, right? Yeah, parts per million. I mean, I know there's some brands that have it, and then there's some brands that don't. Yeah. Yeah, if you're um, getting, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't buy this water, this one. So but. I've, I've watched yeah. documentaries on water, bottled water specifically, which is the, the world's greatest scam, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But what it is, is, let me see what this one says. It says spring water and 100% natural spring water, which is what they all say, yeah. because the conditions for this are, if the water has at any point in time been in the spring, including underground, it's now qualified as spring water. So now you can take it out of the spring put it through the natural, well not natural, the normal filtration system systems. that we have here for right. like the city of Toronto, which is disgusting. Ew. I've gone to a treatment yeah. facility and seen to, it. Yeah. It's horrifying what we're doing. I had no idea. Would you like me to tell you what happens to your yes, water? Yes, please. Okay, so <laughs> Lake Ontario, one of the largest freshwater lakes in the world. It's one of the five great lakes. Okay, it's polluted to shit because of our way of living. Um, we pump that water in from Lake Ontario. We disperse it throughout all of the municipalities of the Toronto area. Okay, it gets treated, filtered twice. Most other countries do it five times, just saying. Yeah. We filter it twice <laughs> and then send it straight to your tap after fortifying it with fluoride and a well, whole whack look of at chemicals. European. Chlorine. Yeah, like a lot of the Chlorine. European, like they, they do UV, they do charcoal. Yeah. They don't put fluoride, they don't put chlorine. We, we have UV too, actually. We so do, but it's our, not... our water doesn't have any like dangerous pathogens in it but yeah. also it doesn't have any good ones either no, it's dead water it's it's dead, dead water it's exactly yeah. what it is so yeah. neutral that would be like seven on the scale you'd yeah say? it's always at seven yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? yeah chemically balanced to be at a seven ph and yeah. then yeah. our wastewater which is literally i sat down in the safety briefing before i went into this treatment facility and the guy was like oh um make sure you don't get even a drop of the sewage water splashed onto yeah. your skin at any point in time because it has you know fecal matter and urine yeah. and um it has aids so if you get a drop of this water on your skin, don't be a tough guy. Go to the hospital. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? That's so they terrifying. filter it twice. And then we're drinking Send it out into the lake. That's they good. dump it out into the lake three kilometers away and then pump it right in from the lake again and filter it twice before sending it to your tap. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> That's really fucked yeah, up. Yeah, we, we were taught in school because I went, I went That's for plumbing. That's this water from the tap right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I went to school for plumbing. They they taught us that there were fourteen stages of like the f- you know the filtration system, but like it, it, it also depends on where. Yeah, they count right? the skimmer as one of the stages. Yeah, like skimming the, off the shit off the top yeah. of it. <laughs> one thing for sure, and everyone like a lot of communities do this is the chlorinization. Mm-hmm. Like they they chlor chlor like there's so much chlorine in the water. Yeah. Which it, you, I'm sure you can imagine what issues that can lead to mm-hmm. as well, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have to. I mean, if we're dumping out AIDS into Lake Ontario, yeah. how are you removing that from the water? What right. does that look like when it gets dumped into like, like, I'm not saying, well, we're going to get AIDS from tap water, but uh, I'm yeah. just saying. I like, get that, but how do other countries get away with not using chlorine or fluoride? That's the thing. So, and they have, they're actually, obviously, yeah. like Italy and different places in Europe, like um, Ireland, all these, they have access to one of the healthiest systems of water. Right. Like we are one of the only places, North America, that still love putting fluoride and chlorine in our water and putting yeah. different things in it's, our water. Mm. And obviously, our water isn't even yeah. on like, the top probably ten of healthy waters that you can. Yeah, <laughs> unhealthy sorry. water. A perfect. Yeah. 
supporter to what you're saying yeah. is the water treatment facility that I went to is incredibly old infrastructure. So you can tell there's been very little effort in modernizing mm-hmm. the way yeah. that we're processing our water. Which means the process is very outdated too. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And what the chemicals you're adding to it have to be as well. Mm-hmm. And so like, uh, why why aren't you looking at better ways? We live in Canada. We have the, the highest freshwater supply on the planet. But we have one of like, the. I don't understand how mm-hmm. there are native reserves across Canada getting muddy water from a tap. What the yeah. fuck? How does that make sense? Most, we all live, there's nobody in Canada lives less than an hour's drive away from some fresh, naturally occurring yeah. fresh for, yeah. uh, water lake. Mm-hmm. Not one or even those underground country. springs, like there's springs that exactly. find my spring or find the spring near me or something yeah, yeah. Yeah. online when we get to a cottage and we can't bring like our yeah. king machines and stuff like that. We find a spring nearby. Yeah. So so I drove to BC yeah. not long yeah. ago and I just found springs along the way and filled up our jugs, filled up our bottles of water. Beautiful. And that's all you do. And like there's always warnings. Oh, bacteria here. But because you're in a new eco zone, yeah. right? Yeah. Like there's going to be different bugs. Right? There are, there are some like, water bottles that have like little filtration systems yeah, inside yeah. them as there well. There is. Right? If you're where I just was drinking it straight off the spring. But, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but there's places that you can find and to get yeah. fresh water sources. Right. Like um, Judy Mike, like our aunt and uncle, they fill up these big jugs and that's what they used to shower with to drink everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Pretty crazy. One, one, sorry. one thing. Sorry, I, I, I wanted to change the subject because I know you guys don't have long. And don't I wanted to touch long. on it because I know you really wanted to touch on it. Yeah, it's a bit of a conspiracy. There might okay. be two sides Bring to this, it. but yeah. chemtrails. So this is. We talked about this. We're gonna. We're I, gonna made, a bit I, I make joke. I made a joke. I think we were at baseball last week, and yeah. there was a plane above us, and there was a trail behind it, and I just made a joke. I was like, "Oh, look, everybody, chemtrails." And some people laughed. Some people didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Matt looked at me like I was an idiot. <laughs> I was making a joke. Yeah. But what are your opinions on chemtrails? Uh, they're there. I know it. Search it up. Real? Search For it up. Real. It literally says online that they're dropping stuff out of the atm- out of yeah. the plane for the well, atmosphere for Can I ask control. what and for what purpose? So mm-hmm. HARP. You've heard of HARP. Yes, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. they yeah. actually came out to say that they were putting particles in the air to manipulate weather. Right. And it, this has been, I forget what the article was called. It was this document that they put out saying that they've already been able to play with the manipulate weather by weather. particles in the air. They've made plasma clouds. Yeah. They, right. they were able to actually play with the weather already. Yep. This isn't new news. Of course. So how are they getting the particles in the air? And a lot of, there was actually blueprints of these planes that had this technology and to let the chemtrails. It was these big mm. tanks where they're releasing like fine particles, heavy metals, different things that they can manipulate. That's actually what it says online that they are releasing these yeah, particles. Yeah, this this isn't from a conspiracy. This is straight yeah. from yeah. Google. research on HARP. Yeah. yeah. Like okay. this is and okay. I went onto their website and I actually found documents and when you look it up, a lot of like the articles, you know, they source at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the documents, you can actually go back to the main source and they take you directly there saying that we have actually been able to ma- yeah, manipulate the weather. Yeah. By using these, and like, you wonder not, why the weather's been so weird. Like over the and last those clouds, ten years, those like, like thin, wispy clouds. Those are not real clouds. Those the haze that's so over can I, the can sun. I, and this moon. is where yeah. this is where I start to get into like the discomfort zone with the chemtrail people. Yeah. So, <laughs> what what is a cloud? Just just to, you you give me your interp. What is a cloud? What is a cloud made out of? What makes it look like that? 
Well, clouds are mostly water particles. Water vapor in the air. It's pretty right? much mostly water vapor. That, There's a mixture of chemicals and other things in there, but and how it's do they mostly, form? How do clouds, like even naturally, how do they form? Don't they form from pressure coming up from the ground, like different air flows, and they'll yeah. circulate, and yeah. So evaporation, right? Yeah. Which from the sun, and it goes up. Now it's like a, it's a, in its gaseous yeah. form, and then as it gets higher, like, here comes the freaking. This guy is jet. It's a really low plane. That is super low. Oh my god! Here we go, guys. Remember the date. That's a commercial. That's like <laughs> remember that's a the date. Jet. That's a private. That's private. Yeah. Oh, is it? That no, is very close. Crazy. We're thirty-five floors here. I mean, that. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear it. So yeah, water vapor gets a, evaporated. It's up in the air, and then there's different pressures at different heights, right? Yeah. So you get to a certain point, the pressure brings it together, and then there's static charges and whatnot, and then yeah. it causes them to. Um, bond yes right and so when they're bonded they're clouds they're together right? but it's water and water's very yeah. heavy so clouds are constantly sinking well a lot of people can't visualize this any cloud you see is dropping yeah, at you on its way down always 100 mm-hmm. of the time Ooh. every single and time and they constantly yeah. right right when a plane is whipping through the air and there's vapor in the yeah. air and it creates basically a no, vacuum vortex. I know where you're going what with this. You're saying, why inevitably. Is vapor, no, but why but is it only certain planes? Yeah. No, no, why they're, not? It, they're yes, saying it they're saying it's a different type of plane that yeah. they're releasing these chemicals from. Your average your average seven, plane does you know what I mean? have that trail. You see of that water trail vapor. Right. from yeah. the engine yeah. through. Yeah. But then you see what's about this an entire and then it disappears. They're saying this across the sky in in literally checkers, that's particles that are being left. And they're not dispersing. Yeah. They're not like Designated planes. Designated. Interesting. There's different ones because you can tell the difference. I'm being open-minded. I'm just giving you the counter-arguments. A lot of people will look at water vapor coming off of the vortex created by, you know, planes displacing air and be like chemtrails. And I'm like, you can't call it a chemtrail if you don't even understand the basic process of what's happening. And you're right. And when a plane goes through, you can see the trail behind it a lot of the time. But But you'll see it so quickly. Like almost... 50, 100 feet behind but the plane get you, breaking it, up. It doesn't dissipate that up, quickly. Sorry. It has to, it's, there's so many factors that it, there, it, you're looking at the altitude, All right? The air pressure that day, the moisture content of the right. air that day, right? Because if there's like a more humid day and yeah. a plane goes cutting through the sky and it creates like this water vapor trail, right? That's going to linger there because there's a mm-hmm. lot of moisture in the air. It's not going to go anywhere. But it's going to be sinking, the but... Sorry? To see both in the same day, same weather climate, same same type of plane. Well, like I said, just, it's different things happening at different altitudes, right? Yeah. Because the pressure is different. Every every 10 feet, the pressure is different. But tell me why I can see a plane go almost beside, and one's dispersed, one's not. Like, yeah. or mm. I know what you the mean. Whole sky. It's not, like, and the I know speed matters so too. The Ev- size of the everything's aircraft a factor, matters. But Absolutely. Not, and even with all this aside, with all the different factors like altitude and. Mm-hmm whatever there is harp has literally come out inside i i know and i understand that part <laughs> i understand that part but my, so, another example of, of this this is behavior of water yeah. is basically what we're talking about have you ever and a lot of people haven't seen this they like to talk about planes in the air have you ever seen ships and ship trails yes mm-hmm. of course right so the bigger the ship the more the water it displaces yeah. the longer the trail is right. and longer it lasts mm-hmm. right so like oil tankers crossing the ocean their 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 trails are like super long you can see them for like hours after they've been through right which is kind of crazy mm-hmm. but then smaller vessels obviously they're not displacing as yeah. much water yeah. they will leave you know it's the like tri- a private jet private jet yeah. you're not going to see it yeah but sometimes yeah. you do nah, like you may a little single bit. engine aircraft like with the one propeller on the front right. they mm-hmm. some they'll leave trails but yeah. they're not going as high right. you know what i mean so it's it's that's a big part of it but my my argument is you know okay i'm open-minded to chemtrails being mm-hmm. a thing i'm open-minded mm-hmm. to <laughs> 
<laughs> organizations you're still putting like stuff putting in the air. Pythons around <laughs> you know? Maybe. I'm open to it. I have to look more into it personally. Yeah. Hopefully not. But but I'm also gonna say too, like this process happens naturally. Yeah. It's a, it just, I agree. You know, it's I happening agree. regardless of the aircraft, regardless of the. You know, it's going to happen. The, mm-hmm. There was a theory that they released that they were saying that they were going to release chemicals into the air that was going to help reflect sunlight onto yeah. the earth, which was mm-hmm. going to help with cooling. So what I think also when people read things like that, it's like, oh, okay, well, some people are already against the whole global warming thing, whatever. But when people read that, that I think that freaks people out as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're messing with nature. Like, again, we are messing, we're with, messing nature. with nature. And eventually it's going to come back because we have a system that works. Why are we breaking it? You know what I mean? Well, this is, and this is just the thing. And so a lot of people talk about like the world, uh, you know, these things that we're messing with and whatnot. And then you look at the people who talk about like the environmental movement. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we're killing the planet. Like one of the most important things to do is give context in the situation. Yeah. We're yes. not killing the planet. We're killing the planet's ability to host us. It's mm-hmm. true. We're fucking when our we own When we die, dog. it will not, live on. Yeah, the planet will survive. It will like, continue on happily that. without yeah. us. Like, mm-hmm. This this rock that we're on right now has been in molten states. It has mm-hmm. been locked in ice. It has been, trust me, it can handle way more aggressive things yeah. than what we're doing to it. It'll always be here. We yeah. can't handle what exactly. we're doing to yeah. it. Yeah. And that's really, that's all it is. 100%. Right. Yeah. Mariah, Carly. Thank you. We had a blast. Yes. It was really we, great we talking to you guys. We love having you guys on. Honestly, it's fun. you guys it's are gonna. So much you fun. guys need to start one of your own, a <laughs> podcast of your own. Honestly, I wanted to start doing more videos for my Instagram. You I should. Just, I know. It's just you I just know. gotta do it. And once you start, it was like us with the podcast. Once you start, and we do our we do an episode every week. Yeah. You know, yeah, it becomes a routine mm-hmm. so easily, and it's so much fun. And you learn so much. We've grown. We've talked yeah, you about get to it. Connect with people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah it's a lot like yeah. it's so great, honestly. But we really appreciate you both coming in. Yeah. Oh my gosh, thanks for us. Also, if you guys will have us, we'd love to come by, check yeah. out the setups yeah, and everything, right? And like you know, show show the fans and stuff on social. Yeah. Give us little rundowns on what's road. going on. Yeah, yeah. Like, that would be super cool. Yeah, yeah that we'll would be incredible. Out. We'll yeah. set it up. All right, guys. Definitely. Until next time, this has been uh, Think on That, the Everything and Anything podcast. New episodes posted every Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks for listening. We're out.